Hello and welcome to the Computer Game Show. My name's David Turner and I'm here with Matt Murray. Hello. And James Farley. What are you saying it like that for? <laughs> I don't know, I just want to see if he's still had a grudge from last week to be no, honest it's with fine. No, I'm not bothered. Go on. Lots to talk about this week, so let's get straight into it. Feedback. Matt, what we got? Stake Attorney, Stake underscore Attorney on Discord. I listened to the feedback part of the last episode just now, and I've got to say the only thing from take from taking from the only thing keeping from turning it off was the fact that I was on my bike and I couldn't operate my phone. The show really seems to disintegrate into three people picking on each other in a very mean spirited and petty way. No harmony or flow anymore on the podcast at the moment, which makes us a hard listen. Uh, I'll carry I mean, on with some more. Uh, okay. Tigerland. I haven't listened yet. Uh, he's saving for the plane home. Fancy la di da. Uh, but Steak Attorney's feedback is where I am after the last few shows. Happy to give the show some time to find its groove. This is the 78th episode. Uh, but the feedback <laughs> is a bit tough to suffer at the moment. Okay. What, what, the feedback, the feedback part of the show they're not happy with? Yeah, I'd imagine so, yeah. I think. What was it that Matt, was you particularly. Should, you should just continue. Because it's, it's all, it continues on. There's yeah, I'll continue. Okay. Steak Tony comes okay. back. Yeah, that's why I like Joypod more, because Mike knew how to stand up for himself. Um, really? That's, that's it laughable, seems, but. Yeah, it, it seems like they're not having. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike didn't do it at all, did he? Um, it seems like they're not having fun anymore. That's the problem. Everyone is too wary not to expose himself or get laughed at by the other two. Uh, maybe. Hang on, Has he listened to me talk? Because that's clearly yeah. also. J- James J- yeah. James lets it all hang out, mate, and yeah. then takes a beating every time. Yeah. It's beautiful. Right. Um, then Stake Tony goes on. Um, can't wait to have my brilliant and frankly poetic thoughts read out in a mostly bored voice, probably <laughs> prefaced with a sigh, and uh, that's too long. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to assume he's talking about the email section there, not the yeah, feedback he's, section. Uh, he's got me there. That's that's yeah. true. Uh, Stake Tony goes on. I don't have a problem with the argument per se. It's just the level and the way the arguments have shifted, so that it's less about a topic and more about personal strikes against another person. I don't claim to be right. That's just how I feel. Um. Uh, so there's a suggestion to get a silent fourth member on the podcast who assumes the role of Farley's argument helper. During recording, he sits beside Farley, whispers in his ear to transform his <laughs> often quite good thoughts and approaches into, into a compelling argument. Um, and one last one, Zafri. Um, so with regards like a- to the arguments on the show thing, I don't think the way the guys are with each other has changed. It's just that having three people instead of four leaves Farley... Uh, sorry, it just having three people instead of four leaves every debate two versus one, which means someone is always the odd one out and the other two gang up on them. When there was four people, it can often be 2v2. Um, but particularly often, as Sean saw things from both sides, which felt more even and less like the odd guy out being picked on. See, that, that I question as well, because Sean mostly just kept out of it. He, he didn't really do that so much I didn't he I did didn't get think. away with a lot Sean didn't he yeah. which, is, which is horseshit yeah, I'm glad to was, um, I'm seeing the back of him I'm not sure how you fix this or even if you need to as I don't think people are acting differently it's just that the nature of the free, show, free hosts and artificially altering themselves would be a detriment of the show and in the long term perhaps getting back to a four man team would be better um, and then Nimrod okay. kicks uh, I think the arguments are done with enough tongue in cheek it just makes ripping into each other right uh, okay, okay. Wise... We, get a, we get a basic gist of the, the um, yeah. of what they're saying and uh, like we, we're here to accept any feedback and talk about it and that's fine it, I, I mean I don't necessarily agree with it I think sometimes people forget that we're actually close friends off of the show um, but... and that we've been like this for god knows how long <laughs> like um, 
I mean, I've always enjoyed arguing with James, and it's always boiled over. It's just now that there's a microphone in front of our mouths, and we can record it and put it out there. So I don't think there's any point. There's at no point have we turned around and taken it personally. Have you? It's true. James? I mean, no, I don't think so. I mean, there was that. I remember one of our first meetings, and we were like arguing with each other in that restaurant. And then, yeah. then people, we then became aware that the restaurant had kind of gone silent because we were like saying, you're <laughs> yeah, a fucking idiot. Kind of... You're a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, what we didn't want to do. And I don't think, it's like, I can't, if James comes out with some horseshit, which happens a lot, let's face it, I, I can't just sit there and just go, oh, yeah, really? Oh, yeah, good point. It's th- That's not what we want to do. We don't want to be a podcast where we all nod along with each other. Now, if James says something that makes sense and I agree with, then I will say that. I'm not uh, forcing the that, issue of yeah, trying to have rats. always. It's just fucking, it's just fucking well few and far between, between is this point. This is what they and, mean. You're just being nasty now. God, just and look, on, shut right? up. A little bomb that goes off as well in that in that uh, flurry of feedback is that you know james clearly doesn't know how to argue and that is so true i mean i've told you this a million times to james you get you get way too emotional when you argue and way too defensive so if i'm making a point you go no without having like a counterpoint already queued up you do need to work on your your arguing skills i think yep (laughs) (laughs) no i'm not gonna argue with that it's fine um, I think maybe we could tone it down a bit, but I don't, um, I don't think the arguing's ever going to stop. So if you're not into arguments and bickering and, and, you know, petty personal insults, then I think this is probably not the, not the show for you. There's, yeah. there's a few things some people have said that I've agreed with because I think losing Sean has sort of changed the dynamic a lot. Oh, and yeah, I, I get the fact that it's, it's like, two on one most of the times now like sometimes it was a little bit more even or whatever maybe sean would stand up for the person that was getting <laughs> just absolutely hammered um from time to time and, we, and we're trying to find ways to improve and and get things like, like recently um i said apart from last week i thought it was better last week but i think recently the what you've been playing section has been a bit rough yeah um it's a little bit too bloated like, out we, we just we just do have a little, like a little ten-minute presentation of our games, rather than a bit, a bit of a discussion. Yeah, it's less chatty than I want it to be. And um, I mean, Scientologist made a fucking good point that you know it was funny when James was down on the emails at the end the first few times, but now every week it seems to just completely crush the show. Which That's I totally true. agree I've, with. I've been, I've been totally upbeat about them recently, and there's some. Look, when you know say recently, you meant last some- week. There are some crackers this week um, that Ooh. I'm looking forward to reading. So Turn over a new leaf. You were better last week, I'll give you that. So we're always improving, we're always welcoming your feedback. One thing I will say, though, is that I cannot sit by and let James come out with bollocks. That's not going to be a regular occurrence, and that's not going to change. So um, I'm I'm going to continue to hammer the man. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather do that than just come on. agree and, oh, yeah, and then... You know, if, if there's a point to be made and someone's made a wrong point, then we're going to pick them up on it. And I'd rather be yeah, doing and that, I mean, frankly. if they've made the right point, it's not like I'm just going to go, no, actually, James, Mario is actually Luigi. You're wrong. You know, it's not like I'm going to just disagree on everything he says. But um, just most but, things. Yeah. 
Just most um, <laughs> because yeah, I don't agree so, with it. We obviously had that feedback in the Discord, but we asked we asked those guys if we could put the comments in the show, and, and they said yes. So don't think we're just like ripping these guys uh, for a big fat sweaty laugh. We asked. No, them, and I'm not ripping them because if that's their opinion of the show, that's their opinion of the show, and they're totally valid to it. I'm not like attacking them. Oh yeah, yeah. We're only, we're uh, only here to try and create, create a, you know a good show and. Uh, if this if this makes if this makes us better or we make changes or we or we don't whatever we're just, we're trying to create a good show that's that's all we're here for really yeah and some so, you know some feedback I agree with some be- feedback I don't um and and sometimes I think maybe <laughs> listeners need to be reminded that we actually do quite get on and we do enjoy doing the podcast uh we talk about it most of the week and what we're going to talk about and trying to hush each other up so we can have these little explosions on the show that's what it's all about so you're on board with us which i hope you are just get on board with us and uh and if you're not then just tune out for a bit because <laughs> that that side of things ain't gonna change I not, would like not in to, a million years i'd like to have a look at like the whatsapp group we've got and see how many times the words save it have been uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's been saying for years like you know yeah, save no. it it's just you can't say anything yeah. in these groups save it save it <laughs> It's true. I think that might have started when um, we were podcasting with uh, Capone Adam, and it was like Capone would be coming out oh, with yeah. like just fucking bollocks in in like chats or whatever. We're like Capone, save it! I want to hear, I want to hear this live. <laughs> yeah, save that um, story. Okay, fine. Um, so okay, any other next feedback? Bit of feedback. Uh, Matthew Leach. And uh, last week we uh, we had a question about our favourite consoles from each of the manufacturers. And Matthew Leach co- uh, comes in. No mention of the Vita from Farley during a favourite console discussion was was a surprising omission. Yeah, well, you, you are a fan of the Vita, but yeah, I like I like well, the Vita. It's just not as good as some other consoles, but it's it's good. It's a good console. Wasn't even a mention. Okay. Neil Harmon. Um, so he he said he's astonished that that we basically casually dismissed uh, Wolfenstein: The New Order on the podcast. I don't remember um, that. I mean, I mean, I think that was mostly me um, saying I don't think I'll bother that. And then obviously, you know, egg on my brilliant. face as people saying it was, it's one of the best games in years. It was. It was fantastic. Um, the New Order was brilliant. I mean, you played it as well, didn't you, David? Yeah, but I didn't really feel the love. I mean, I I, I liked it for a bit. And then, and then I got to, I just got a little bit tired of it and stopped playing. Like, I like the fact that it was going for that sort of more old school feel. Didn't it have like health packs and shit like that? It did, yes, yeah. Um, but I wasn't a big fan of stealth. And I was listening to, I think it was Beastcast this week, and they were saying, actually, when I play these Wolfenstein games, what I like about them is that I just set it down to easy and then just absolutely smash everything up and I get more enjoyment out of it. And I think maybe that's what I should have done. I would have enjoyed it more because some of the challenging areas I was just getting fucking frustrated with. Are you and not excited about the new one? Look for mold on the wall. What's that? Are you excited about the new one? I mean, the uh, the, the reviews have been out as well, haven't they? I'm interested. I'm interested to play it. Uh, I wouldn't say that I'm going to rush out and buy it. It might go on the Christmas list, but that that Christmas list is getting quite big. Yeah. See, <laughs> I have it, and I've just I've just well I've started it, but yeah, I haven't got enough to say about it yet. But it is. The opening is very strong. It's um. It's oh, well, we'll probably talk about that when we get to the inevitable discussion about the PlayStation stuff that happened yesterday. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, cool. David Rush. Um, it was only a matter of time before Turns went full Gervais with his "Are you having a laugh?" Um, and he certainly was. Oh, and Farley's also finally outed himself uh, as a Govite and Michael Gove wannabe yeah, when this, he said researching facts <laughs> weren't needed to discuss loot boxes. That that was an off the, that was an off the cuff remark. And I don't want to be associated <laughs> like with that say. pathetic human being. It's uh, yeah. 
Um, as for the having a laugh thing, it's because I've been watching extras again recently, which is in light of the uh, stuff that he did after that, is actually pretty decent. Mm. <laughs> like, so yeah, that's stuck in my head. All right. Uh, uh, SMW, comment for the episode where Matt Murray announces he's bought an Xbox One X, a steering wheel, a racing seat, and Forza 7. I mean... How I, many of those the, have you got now, Matt? Because... He's not none, far off, is none he? Of the, none of those. Although, when I had my steering wheel, I, I did look into a race, a foldable racing seat, I think. Of course I did, but I, I thought, this is going too far even for me. I don't have a steering wheel anymore. And yeah, so I, I'm fine. Doing, doing fine. I haven't got any of those. And I don't think I'm going to get any of those. Um, final bit. So, uh, by, by, by the time next week's podcast hits the, hits the internet... No. Yeah, you cancelled... No, I haven't cancelled, but but it won't be out by this part. Oh no, next week seventh. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you'll have an Xbox One X, will you? Possibly. I don't, I don't know. That is madness. How do you not know it's next week? Well, I know that, but I, I've got a pre-order, and there's between now and then to sort out cash flow. Four hundred fifty quid, Matt. What you you just like? Oh, I might spend that amount. I might not. That's like a big thing for me. That's like an yeah. event. Look, I, I just you know who knows. I mean, you know me. I might, I might turn up with one. I might not. Uh, it's, it's, all, it's all to play for he, the other day. He, he definitely will. Yeah, he definitely will turn yeah, up with one. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I think one spending thing, I know, what, what, a thousand pounds on a fucking mobile phone this week we wasn't will, enough. I'm excited for that. We'll yeah. I've got thoughts about that, but we'll say it for yeah, the no session. shit. You totally fucking ruined my Twitter feed today with videos of people talking about the iPhone that they haven't used enough to review. Just some follow me. Yeah. Um. I think oh, Alan, I, oh shit! That might not be. So I was going to say I was going to disable your retweets, but you just quote retweet everything to try and get more. Uh, what is it? What they call it? <laughs> Engagement. It's such horseshit. I hate that. No, but oh, it, I'm it's, just going to quote it's, retweet. That's, that's it. definitely better than retweeting. Then you have loads of randoms sometimes, in your in your nah. feed, surely? No, because sometimes you just go yeah. Because you want people to favourite your one apart from like over there. You're stealing fabs. I'm, I'm You're stealing fabs, fam. It's called likes now, fam. Um, Athena <laughs> Allen. Okay. Feedback for next week. Oh, yeah. I wasn't going to read this one. Fuck it. Feedback for next week. Matt talks about buying expensive things a lot. Is he a Tory? I mean, that's two Tory accusations we've had on one show. Oh, although, yeah, but to be fair, you do follow a lot of the alt-right on Twitter. I don't do I that. I don't anymore. I unfollowed <laughs> them. They, they were all idiots. Uh, you were right, James. <laughs> No, I don't follow wow, that stuff. That makes a change. Also, what, that's got okay. to well, I suppose it is Tory. Anyway, uh, not Tory, just like nice things. That's it, that's it for the feedback. Uh, if you want to give us any feedback, good or bad, try and make us a good show. Uh, it's thecomputergameshow at gmail.com. <laughs> try and make it a good show. Uh, or, you do it. We ain't doing it. You yeah, fucking do it. And, yeah, and just tell us what to say and do. Uh, or uh, at computergamepod on Twitter for your views and news. Time for the news. Okay, so there's two major things this week that I thought I put in here. The first thing which I've been kind of looking forward to talking about with you, David, but also not looking forward to talking about it, because I'm looking forward to where you're going to twist this. Um, basically, so Connect is now officially dead. Like they've they're done with it. It's uh, it's yep. not being manufactured anymore. It's kind of it's kind of done. So can you can you tell me what I'm what I, why I was wrong about what I said about Connect? Well, right. Okay. First of all, what did, what did right, you say? Okay. About oh, Jesus Christ! So this is the this is the dumbest argument I've ever had with anyone. Um, and to, to to cap it off, James has just been bullshitting people to what? try and make me look bad. That's complete yeah. nonsense. No, you said to someone on Twitter that I announced that Connect had a good run. When have I ever said that? No, that that was bullshit, obviously. But that that was the only. Well, there we <laughs> go then. 
What the complete nonsense? Well, it's not, is it? Okay. So my point was this. You use that news to say, see, I was right. And I was saying, well, no, actually, James, you announced that it was dead about three years ago. So when, when is it? When, so it, but you've literally just reported that it's now officially okay, dead. Let's, let's unpack this a bit, shall we? Because I think we'll to, we'll to think about what we were talking about here. Because my argument, okay, mm-hmm. three years ago... Mm-hmm. What? Go on. Okay. So my argument was three mm-hmm. years ago was that the Kinect was dead. And this was the point where they decided to decouple it from the Xbox as being like you didn't have to have it and it wasn't connected. My argument at this point was that as a game controller, as something that is needed to play games... The Kinect was dead like three years ago. It was yeah, done. That, that's not what you said. You that said it's said. dead. No, no, it isn't what you said. David, you announced it was dead no, no, three no. years ago. Yeah, and it was. It was functionally well, dead in though, terms was it? of playing games. It was still games. being used. It was still being manufactured. Yeah, yeah, of it was still it was. being sold. Do you know how, how many, is it dead? Okay, how many? Do you know how many games were released for Kinect games have been released for Xbox One? What has that got to do with anything? Because it, to, I'm talking about how many games that this this peripheral was supposed to support, and the fact that the whole vision for the Xbox One was that it was supposed to be Connect, and Connect was supposed to be an integral part of this system. And then three, then three years ago, they decided to remove it, and from that point, as a game controller, it became irrelevant. It became an irrelevance. Yeah, but that that wasn't the argument because that I was, was specifically pointing no. No, it wasn't. It was. Right, okay, I'm going to have to find the original conversation and do a transcribe it or something, because I, I mentioned the point that it was still being used as uh, yeah, as a OS. UI. Yeah, exactly, and I, I, I totally agree with that. There's no problem with that. But and we, we both whole, agreed. We both, we both got, uh, got come to an agreement that when the port was removed from the S, was it? It wasn't even added, yeah. They didn't have it. That's when you could pretty much say, yeah, yeah, the Kinect is dead. They're not, they yeah. ain't doing anything. But my not point, three years ago. No, no, three years ago was the point at which they decided that they weren't going to bundle the two things together. That was the point to which the, the, the whole concept of the Xbox One ended, of like what it was originally supposed to be. Because the Kinect was not supposed to just be about controlling the UI. There's no way that it was supposed to be just that. Like, no one's saying it was. I know, and that's what I'm saying. But you're saying that I, I said at that point... That it meant that it's it's dead as a games controller at that point. No, yeah, but that's not what you said. That you is said what I said. It was dead, and I was saying, but it's still being used for the UI. It's still being sold. It's still being manufactured. Still being used for voice control. Still being used for like yeah, but again, for those streaming things, though, for face cams. But that's irrelevant. It's still the whole purpose well, of the not Connect. Irrelevant. No, it isn't. It is because the thing with the Connect was it was not supposed to be just for the UI. Do you want me to give you some quotes on this? And no one's saying it. What? Like no one's arguing that point. That is, they, they they fucked they fucked up. I, f- I think Connect was a disaster, and it should never have been put into Xbox One. I agree with you on that, right? It should never have been bundled into the Xbox One. I mean, uh, the way the way I'm thinking now, right? And it, what what really shows how bad they fucked this decision up is, I think you look at the voice constru- control stuff. If they'd have focused on that. The whole connect, we like remove the camera, remove the all you know, all the motion control stuff. Get rid of that and just keep the voice control. That would have been a successfully like that would have been brilliant for the Xbox One. It genuinely would. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, I agree. And that's and that's being proved by Amazon at the moment. Like yeah, people are excited by time, that. really because PlayStation's so it, voice stuff is rubbish. It is, and and 
but but people people are taking like bringing um amazon echo into their home and i'm seeing those things everywhere now imagine if there was essentially an amazon echo in your xbox one that would have been brilliant i think it was a terrible decision at the time i wasn't i think i can't remember if i was negative or positive about you were very positive it being about, bumped. about it you, you were very no, positive i was positive about, it. about its implementation i don't think i was impo- um, uh, positive about it actually being bundled in with the xbox one there's a difference i mean when when i first got my xbox one hooked up my connect and used it for voice controls i loved it i thought it was brilliant i was turning my tv on with it i was changing channels with it i was pausing stuff with it i used it all the time i thought it was fantastic unfortunately the hardware wasn't brilliant and it seemed to die after about seven or eight months i got it replaced and my second unit died after seven or eight months it was a fucking pain in the ass the hardware wasn't up to standard in my opinion what i'm saying is that they were still using aspects of Connect up until recently. And I think yeah. the release with Xbox One X, that's when they're saying, okay, cut it. This, this ain't, we ain't going down this path anymore. No, We're see, not going mean- to use it along, alongside, the, alongside the main hardware. And they've stopped manufacturing it this year, not three years ago. And you're no, saying no, it was see, dead no, as I a game. No, Hold I on, totally- it, you were saying it was not, you're saying now that you were saying then that it was dead as a games controller. And I would have agreed with you because there was no games coming out of it. I I, I agree with you now, but that's not what you were saying. You were saying connects dead. It's gone. It's dead. Yeah, Because the thing is, is, no, no, but they're still using it. Yeah. But people are, okay. People were still using it for UI stuff. That's true. And Microsoft have obviously like learned a lot from the connects in terms of like doing stuff like the voice control and stuff like that, which is all useful. But the connect was supposed to be so much more than that. It was really supposed to be more than just controlling the UI. It was supposed to be, like, the whole reason for the Xbox. And that's why when they removed it, it ceased to be that. And it, it's, it becomes, I mean, dead. I mean, if you look at, like, if you, okay, like, you know, like, Harmonix, they were working on, like, Fantasia games at that time when the announcement was made. And they just, their immediate response was, oh, great, that's, like, super great. And, you know, that they, because they knew that this is basically, at that point, Connect is dead in terms of being, like, for, for controlling games. It's because nobody's going to have it anymore. But, but, but my, po- my point is this, right? When you called it three years ago, it was still being sold. It was still being made. Yeah. I don't know how you can... Ha- I don't know I don't how you can call that. it... I-, I don't know how you can call it dead three years ago and then dead this I can, year. Okay, I, let's okay, let's put it this way then. It's dead in terms... Three years ago, it was dead in terms of what, what Microsoft envisaged the product was going to be. I, th- I, I, I mean... I would argue that it was even before that, but okay. Yeah, and that's what that's what I was arguing at that point. No, 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 it's not what you were arguing it at is. that okay, point. You were okay, saying okay, it was right. out and I out mean, dead. It, it was clearly like it was on live support when they took it out of the, the bundle and, and whatnot. But I mean, I I know Kinect was unpopular, and you know, particularly when it was announced for Xbox One and people saying cameras in the house, blah blah blah. But I love my Kinect for my 360. I love like Dance Central one and two. I think that was, and then Kinect Sports one and two were, were both brilliant. Um, I liked um, that. Uh, the, the, I, um, Go on, keep grabbing was, those straws. Yeah, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I was trying to think of that. Is it Child of Eden? I, I like that. I thought that was good as well. Um, yeah, but that was better to be played with the pad. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm just saying, I, 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 I definitely got my, my mind's worth for the 360 one, and the Xbox One one, I just, I didn't really bother with. I mean, it, I, I think I'd still be using, I'd still be using Connect now, 
um, if if the the actual unit worked. If the unit worked, I'd still be using it for voice control stuff. You know, launch I mean, this game, Xbox record that, all that sort of stuff. And and yes, it would have been better if it was more of a Amazon Echo in a console. That, that I mean, that sounds brilliant to me. Well, that's what um, it should have been with Cortana or whatever they're working on now. I mean, well, and it should, be able to do it should that, have been, but it's it worse. should have been with Xbox One X as well. You'd have thought with the success of Echo, they'd have thought. Okay, let's do that thing then. Let's let's do the voice control thing. But for yeah. fuck's sake, yeah, it's I just don't get why they've done they the pivoted, haven't they? They they they've, yeah, they renamed it's Cortana now, and they're using the Cortana voice uh, assistant that they've they've got in some of other products, and it's very clear that they're trying to do that. Yeah, but, but the, how do how the, do you do that on the Xbox One really X? Bad though, isn't it? Because you have to if you want to use it, you either have to have like connect hooked up. Or you have to use like a microphone, like you know, connect well, to your pad. Or yeah, whatever. It is, it's no a one's going to yeah. do that. I mean, I don't. No, I still don't nonsense. understand why they didn't just put like a, a mic in in the unit. You know, because that's then, what I'm saying, man. I mean, it, it seems way too obvious now. Um, unless they especially were just worried with, about the privacy stuff, you know. It's yeah, but, the, yeah, but, but Connect's got a microphone, yeah, so maybe they're concerned about the price. Like, well, yeah, we can't put a mic in because that, that's really going to make this console a bit too expensive. <laughs> so let's just whack a. Uh, Let's just whack a whole lens and 3D motion sensor thing in there. It's a fucking mess. It's a mess. And um, I don't think many people will be sad to see it go. Um, I think, I just hopefully they learn something from it and we'll see something cool well, in the future. I'm just surprised we haven't seen Amazon Echo, the console version, uh, with well, the Xbox One X. I'm, one of the things I heard this week that was kind of interesting is apparently quite a lot of the people that worked on Connect went to Amazon to work on Alexa. It's like, that was the, I wouldn't yeah, be they, surprised. They I mean, yeah, they've got so much mm. knowledge and whatnot of how voice assistants work. It would make sense for them to go to one or the other big players. But I think, I mean, Matt, like, you were right about it in terms of it being ahead of its time with that stuff because it, it was, I mean, when it worked, it was really good, like on the Xbox One. Yeah, but, I used it all the time for Netflix, you know, pausing and. and but know. also, I mean, I found, I, I, see, I just found that, like, it only worked for me about, like, 85% of the time or so, which kind of then makes you just feel like, uh, it's got to be... It worked for me. It worked for me a lot. I thought yeah, it was great. Yeah, me too. Okay, cool. Next story. Okay, so the next thing we got is the PlayStation at Paris Games Week. And they had a... There was an event yesterday um, where they, you know, they went through... I mean, this, I mean, Matt, you were talking about this as being like in terms of... This is like E3 Part 2, really. Like where they'd well, actually show some stuff. It's only foreseen that way. I mean, obviously, uh, Sony's E3 press conference seemed a bit light on announcements but and there's you know people obviously questioning that and uh andrew house or someone said don't worry we've got plenty more announcements later in the year so a lot of people are thinking actually this or psx which actually i think that's in november which is playstation's own event um the idea was a lot of the big uh, announcements will be saved for these two so uh, this was hyped up quite a lot um and they announced a fair fair amount of stuff i thought Mm. What what did they announce then? Have you, okay, have you got a list? I've got a list here, so I thought maybe we could just go through and have a look at, see what your reaction is to some of these. Right, quick fire, quick fire. Okay, so there's a Guacamole sequel coming to the PS4. This is... Uh, yeah, I, I, I absolutely love the first one. It's rock hard, but I loved the first one on Vita. Yeah, that's 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 coming. Loco Roco 2 is getting a 4K PS4 release, which I'd be interested in that, because that was also great. Spelunky 2 is coming. I mean, neither, neither of you played that, yeah? Uh, I've played it. I never really got into it. I saw, I could see the appeal, but um, yeah, I, d- I never really got into it. The next thing they showed, I thought looked really interesting, which was Concrete Genie, 
Um, did, do any of you know no, about I didn't this? see it. What no. Process? Okay, so this is this is the, the press blurb for it. It says, Concrete Dreamy is a game about a bullied teenager named Ash who escapes his troubles by painting spectacular living landscapes and mischievous creatures throughout his abandoned hometown of Denska. As he masters this magical paint, he discovers it can purify the polluted walls. Can Ash overcome the bullies and paint his hometown back to life? It's it's basically like a sort of like Mama. coming of age kind of thing, and it looks fantastic. Like the the visual style is amazing. It it looks really good. It's like you know it's all like sort of like neon colours and everything, and like you know you paint stuff on the wall and then they come to life. It looks it looks brilliant. Well, when's okay? Uh, I don't know. I didn't see that. I think okay. maybe I don't know if it's soon, but yeah, that was that was something that wasn't at E three, and yeah, that that was really it. Just had a really nice sort of vibe about it. It just it just looked brilliant. Um, okay, so next we've got uh, Destiny 2, Curse of Osiris is coming, 5th of December. Do any of you care about that? Yeah. No? <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> um, I would do had Matt not don't fallen play, off don't. of Destiny, well, and James. I mean, I, I should have got it on Xbox. I've regretted it so much. I should have got it on Xbox. Come back. Do you know what we should do? We should, set, uh, uh, we should, we should set, talk about this after the show. I was going to say we should like set a night or whatever to play it, and like because I'd be well up for that because I'd like to you know get my light level up a bit more and you know, and play with you guys because it was yeah, it was I, great. I, when we did I, that was, strike. I was like two, I was like late two seventies. It's just that other games came out and I played those instead. <laughs> I, I will get back to it. Doesn't honestly, I'm surprised at myself how much I've dropped off it. Um, but I know I didn't even play a nightfall, but I'm st- I still want to get back to it. Anyway, new DLC. I it's think really fucking the light good. Level. Yeah, hmm? uh, I'll I'll get older. When when's it out? Did they have a uh, date? Fifth of December. Fifth December. Yeah. Okay, I thought you said it was November, Matt. No. Um, I I don't know. Yeah, I I just said oh, right, okay. Year. Well, that's all right. Well, I'm going to pick up the expansion pass at some point anyway. So um, uh, yeah, I'll be all over that when it comes out. Okay. Next, we got uh something for Sean. Uh, Monster Hunter World Beta is coming in December. Uh, <laughs> Sean, if you're listening, fuck you, we ain't bothered. We yeah. ain't gonna talk about it next. But no no, you can play as Alloy from uh Horizon Zero Dawn in it. And yeah, I, I thought that was quite, quite nice. a cool okay. little you know, crossover. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh okay, so then we had more Spider Man, which obviously looks looks fantastic. Um Ditto God of War, you know, that that looked pretty good still. Uh, uh, did they confirm release dates for either of these or are they just twenty eighteen still? You're asking me for too much information, Matt, I don't know. Okay. Um Okay, and then we've got um Call of Duty World War Two was next. They showed like quite a bit of that, and basically the upshot being that PS4 is getting DLC first. Yeah. What's the buzz been with this? Because I kind of get the impression nobody seems to really care about this. No, they, they, I mean it's going to sell bucket loads. Mm-hmm. The, you know, it's Call of Duty. It'll do, it'll do better than last year, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. I and I'll be honest with you, I'm quite looking forward to playing the campaign of that, stripping away all of that shit sci-fi bollocks that was in the the past two i really didn't i've said a million times it used to be tradition once a year around christmas i would sit and play call of duty the campaign from start to finish um and for the past two years i haven't done that so i'm bang up for getting back into that again because it just strips away everything that i hate about the you know modern call of duty campaigns did you play any of those campaigns though Dave? um what which ones well the ones the the last two years or so i i started I can't remember, was it Advanced Warfare two years ago? I started that, didn't get on with it. Um, and then I played one level of Black Ops 3 and was like, nah. It, it was the best level, apparently. Because if you remember, you could play them in any order. They all just unlocked. It was just made no sense. So, so 
not enough to truly uh, give an opinion on it, but enough to say, no, nah, I'm not going to enjoy this, so I'm not going to bother. Yeah, I Why? mean, the one the one from last year was, was quite good. I quite enjoyed it. Um, that, I mean, that was the one that was actually, like, completely set in the future with, like, in space and everything. And it was, but unfortunately, it seems that it, it did, it was, you know, below expectations, and I don't think they're going to go back to that. Anymore. Well, I just, I mean, I used to play those games feeling like a soldier. Yeah. And, then, and it turned out that you were actually James Bond. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like, I don't want the James Bond game. This stupid little When's, fucking... When did that happen? Was that wasn't when, like, Modern Warfare came out? Is it like that's when it kind of pivoted over to that? No, well, yes and no. You become more of a... No, no, Modern Warfare, you still felt like part of an army. Um, and then you had... So what you had, Modern Warfare, World at War, obviously, was really good. Uh, the three Modern Warfare game campaigns were decent. Um, mm-hmm. Black Ops 1 and 2 was pretty good, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Black Ops was, was good, the first one. I think it was Advanced Warfare where it went too far with it. Where it was just like action hero, you know, rather than um, and actually like actually having something to say about war and all that mm. sort of shit. Um, not that it adds too much to say about war, but I don't know. I, I, I'd say, do you remember when every time a Call of Duty come out, it had a controversial scene in it? Yeah, like to drum up do into you that's when it was into its this best. one as well, just to get people back on board. Hopefully, fuck it. Why not? Why not? Everyone else is, so you know it's fine. Because if there's one thing that gets people on board recently, it's controversy. Ooh, definitely. <laughs> Got some of that in there. So, speaking of which, the next game they had was uh, Detroit Becoming Human, or Return of Bad Dad, as, as basically what it is. But, yeah. So they, what, do you, they, what do you make of this trailer, uh, James? Um, uh, see, I don't know. I think, see, where's, I don't, I'm not sure where the discussion's going to go with this, because... There's been, I mean, since since the trailer came out, there's been like an interview that David Cage did with Eurogamer, which was quite interesting. Well, we'll get to that. So the trailer is one of these robots that the game is uh, based on. Android. The whole game is, is androids that have emotion. And um, by the looks of it, you're controlling these androids and adding your own emotion into it. Um, and the scene that played out was um, based around domestic abuse. It was an abusive father that had split up with his wife and single parent um, to a little girl. And he's got one of these robots to look after the little girl. And then he starts hitting the little girl um, or, or his daughter and um, you as the robot have to decide whether to step in or stand to one side. And, you know, it was horrible. It was a horrible, dramatic situation that played out. Um, what did you make of it, James? Well, the thing is, is I... You see, after reading the... the what's it called? You see, I had different opinions before I read that Eurogamer interview. Well, so what was your opinions before? And then... Before... You see, before I just thought, okay, the dialogue... And the acting, all of that, I thought was terrible. Like, I, I really thought it was, it was basically pretty similar to like Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, that kind of thing. And so yeah. I, I felt that it did a disservice to like what, maybe what David Cage was trying to do with that scene. Like, cause it, okay. it just, it didn't feel good to watch that. I mean, I, I, you see, the thing is, I don't have a massive problem with like, with them exploring like sort of you know different this sort of subject matter, but it's the way that it's done, and if you don't do it really well, then it comes off badly, and that's kind of how this felt when I saw it. Visually, it looks amazing, and I really obviously the choices all of that sort of stuff is great, but it's a bit like what I was saying with the Beyond Two Souls playthrough that I'm doing at the moment. I'm not convinced that David Cage 
is like very good at being able to handle things like this like sensitively is is my problem with it and right but that's not your my point because a lot of people have been saying similar things on twitter and stuff and, and my point is that that's not your decision to make whether he's able yeah, sure. to do that sure I mean, it's, it's, it's your it's your it's your right to judge it in yeah. context once it's out there's a lot of people saying should he be doing this it's david cage after all and you're like that's not your you don't get to choose that someone's yeah. paid him a it's, lot of money to make yeah. this game once you play it and in context then you can judge it and see yeah, and whether he's been able to deal with situations like that correctly or not see and i totally agree with that i think that's completely fair but then I do wonder why they use that part of the game, like, to show it. Like, if there is... It, obviously, there's going to be a bunch of other contexts to, like, give reasons for why why this has happened. But showing that scene without any context at all, it didn't feel like it was a great... It was, like, a great part of the game to show, really. It's a okay, bit like... Right. I, saw, no, I, can, I can argue against that as know, well. Let me just explain, right? Because, I mean, okay. I saw, like, on, on Twitter, I saw, like, CJ from Play One Podcast. He was saying, like... If you know when uh, Modern Warfare came out, they wouldn't have shown like just no Russian as like the the part that they would have just shown, you know, to like promote the game because it's pretty horrific and pretty awful. Why choose this scene um, to you know like to show the game off? It's what was the intent of showing that trailer? What's the intent of a trailer? The intent of the trailer is to sort of gauge your sort of interest in in buying something. It, it, it's to sell you something, right? Yeah. It's to drum up publicity and to sell you something. Yeah. And obviously, it's, it, it succeeds. Are loads of people talking about it. That. It's yeah, exactly. It's, it's, yeah, but then that yeah, but then you're but what you're saying there is you're saying that you you believe that the whole sort of like all publicity is good publicity, whereas it not always is. Like sometimes when stuff like this happens, it can have a negative effect. I mean, I don't know if it will. Maybe it should. Maybe it shouldn't. That's not for me to like to determine. But what I'm saying is that I think maybe they could have chosen a bit a part of the game that was maybe a bit. You know, sort of more sensitive, really, rather than like a parent, you know, beating his child. It's without any context to that. I see what you're saying. I don't necessarily agree with it. Mm-hmm. I think I think it was an interesting scene that sort sort of got across the the, the themes that the game's going to be touching on. Yeah, I thought it was a really um, interesting trailer. I, I finished watching that just before the show, and I thought, my god, that looks so good. I, I mean, yeah, I, same. I, I I do love genuinely. I love themes of. Of 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 AI and and how they might fit into modern society films like Ex Machina and I guess I guess films like Blade Runner and whatnot. I, I love I love that, that concept and that really fascinates me. And this feels like it's another one of those. It's how is how will UI how how um, AI sorry and robots integrate with modern society and then what what and how do they, how do they how do they find what is their place in modern society? And I think. This trailer, yes, it, it is quite heavy, but that made me think, wow, it's, it's dealing with some big subjects. Um, sure. Whether David Cage can or cannot write that, I, I, I don't care. I just want to see. And... I just want to see how it's done. And that, that I mean, I was always going to like Detroit anyway. I loved Heavy Rain back in the day, uh, and yeah, I'm really, really excited about it. So I think it looks great. Um, it, but it definitely, I just maybe it's just only because recently you played Heavy Rain, but I can see. It, it it feels like heavy rain in in but which is fine because I liked heavy rain but it feels very much like that hasn't moved on I'm not even quite sure how it does it may I don't know I'm not sure it's like the the style of the graphics or whatever but it feels very much like how I remember I seeing heavy rain um, back in 2008 or whatever it was but yeah totally yeah, and I never got that the... feeling with Beyond I never got that feeling with Beyond that it was going to 
really fuck around with your actions making a difference and mm-hmm. and whether heavy rain achieved that or not is probably probably didn't to some extent there was a lot of um sort of smoke and mirrors and stuff but um I'm willing to see how far this goes to accommodate your decisions and your choices that you mm-hmm. make within the game and, and having an emotional reaction to what's going on with these, you know, heavy subjects. Definitely, yeah. So although I've got my concerns because, you know, it's David Cage and we can go off of um, a previous experience with his games and whether we like what he does and, and so on, um, we know, all know that he's got some faults when it comes to game making. Um but, but also with writing as well. I mean, like the way he writes characters, yeah, the dialogue. Yeah, but dialogue yeah, but it, is, yeah it's totally, been years. Totally. Yeah, you know, he might have. You know, a lot of things he's, he's improved, and I don't think he has. Because if you look at the difference between, like, well, okay, I'm, I, I'm not going to say anymore because yeah, yeah, like obviously, no obviously I can't. I think it looks like a great trailer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I mean, I can't judge what this is until I've actually played it. It's it's impossible. But I mean, what what did you think of the Eurogamer interview? Because there was one bit in that I thought was really well, interesting. Uh, that, that, let, let's actually uh, d- describe and say what, what was said in the interview first, I reckon. Well, okay, right. So um, the, the, there was an interview that went up on Eurogamer today. Uh, it was written by Martin Robinson. Um, I've I got I to admit, I, I, di- I did not like the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, it, it seemed to go in with an agenda and one that I, I completely stand against. Um, and it, it kind of... I, I was reading it and just thinking... Oh, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, wh- why are we chastising this guy? Yeah, I mean, at this point, it it it, it makes no sense to me. Like, the, the what? bit the bit I found really interesting. Can I read the bit that I thought was was good? Because it's yeah, sure. So it says, right. so it says here, it says, so the the interviewer says, uh, domestic abuse and child abuse is quite extreme as things go. And then Cage says, uh, let me ask you this question: Would you ask this question to a film director or to a writer? Would you? And then the director, the interviewer says, yes. And then he says, you would ask the same question. He's like, yes, I'd ask the same question. Why is it interesting to you? Why did you want to explore domestic abuse and child abuse? Now, the thing is, I mean, that is obviously he has he is looking at like the interviewer is looking at this from a from a certain angle, but that is a that is a perfectly valid question though to ask somebody, and you would ask a director a question like that as well or a writer. It's I think to some extent, I think you'd be uh, like you'd be interested to see why they wanted to cover this subject, right? Mm-hmm. I I agree with that, but then when you read the tone of the rest of the interview, that doesn't seem to be what was going on here. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. more, should we be doing this? Yeah, there's definitely rather a difference than, between, why like, are you doing this? There's a difference there's... between asking whether a director is interested in a subject or seemingly going in to attack them for covering the subject. But there is also, I mean, the other aspect with this is the fact that, as you said at the beginning, David, this is like, this is an, uh, an advert for the game, which is to sell it. it. The purpose of this trailer is to sell it. So, I mean, you could ask, you know, why, you know, using a scene like this, is it on purpose? Like, he's saying it's for artistic reasons they've chosen this, but is this also for the shock value to get people talking? Like, who, who, who's going to be able to answer that question? Only David Cage could answer that, that question as to whether right, it's okay. chosen for that. So, so what, how can you assume either way? I'm not, I'm not assuming either way. I'm just saying. No, that, I'm not, I'm not saying you are. What I'm saying is that there's no, you can't, you've got, you've got to give. You got right. So, there's two ways of dealing with this. You either say you give David Cage the benefit of the doubt and say he's trying to make a point about domestic abuse, or, or, or let's see what you know it. This scene plays out in context. Let's see what how that this all comes together. Or 
you are fundamentally you think he's ex- exploitative of real life issues and that he shouldn't be doing this. I think it could and, be a bit and I of both, think that's though. a dangerous fucking path to take. Yeah. Because once you take that with certain people, once you cherry pick who can cover which subjects, mm-hmm. it's that's to me that's just not on. It's but not can, right. That's true, but then you also you can make not judgments but you can make like guesses on intent based on previous writing that he's done. And and there's other things that he's covered in other games that he's he's made as well. Right, like, like, can I, can I have an example that would make you say that he shouldn't be covering this subject? No, no, I'm not saying he shouldn't be covering it because obviously he's free to do that if he wants. And I, I don't know if he's made a success of it or not. But you can't say that like Heavy Rain and particularly Beyond Two Souls are well written games because they're not. The, I don't the, think that's got anything to do. It's not with... about the quality. It's the fact that they're they're. They're trying to tackle these more mature subjects. Games yes, are always wanting has, more mature has, games. Yeah, but, yeah, but you, if you're going to tackle a mature subject, you have to be able to do it in a way that is going to be effective. Like you can't, you, see, you can't just say, "Oh, I'm just going to write well, whatever I want," and I'm what, tackling, tackling a mature subject. Of, so what's your definition fine. of effective? If okay, if it creates an emotional at, reaction to someone, then I think the trailer okay, already has. Well, then let's okay. Let's look at a game that did. I mean, if you look at like Walking Dead, for example, like the relationship between like Lee. And uh, Clementine, that was really well explored and really well, like, sort of detailed. And also, like, characters like Kenny as well and, like, the violent problems that he had. That was really well written, really well handled. Yeah. Heavy Rain was not. And if you're going to... What I'm saying is, if you're going to, like, cover mature themes, then you do have to be really wary of the fact that you're... You know, there has to be a quality there so that you can you can unsake it. I'm not saying he shouldn't, because obviously he completely has the right to do whatever he wants with this. But what I'm saying is that you know there should be an understanding that there should be an element of quality to this. You can't. Just... So who? So so what are you hoping to get out of that? So out of your, what you're saying now, what is the result? Like what is the end goal? What you? What's the result of what you're saying now? I don't know because this this is just what. What do you mean though? Because you can't. You can't. There isn't an end result of what I'm saying. I'm just. I'm just stating. You're feel- stating a point that this game, you feel that David Cage might not be like. We're all worried about how this is it's a sensitive subject that needs, um, that needs tackling in the right way. I'm stating right? that I hope that David Cage is able to write this this stuff better than he has done in the past. Is what I'm saying. We all are. Yeah. I think. I think we all are. And I mean, I think not every not everything he's done has been terrible. I think. Um, some of the some of the subjects that he's he's approached have been quite well done. Spe- specifically in Heavy Rain, there were certain aspects of that game that I really enjoyed. Um, but you know, the, the, I mean, the interview ends with a question. Finally, I know I need to wrap up. Is nothing on off limits as far as you're concerned as a writer? Mm-hmm. So to me, that that question a it's leading, mm-hmm. b it's suggestive, and. See, it kind of confirms that he's gone in there with an agenda. Yeah, and I mean, and, and for me, it's it's kind of it's a dangerous agenda. Is is nothing off limits for you? Well, it shouldn't be. It mm-hmm. shouldn't be. As a writer, as it's not our decision to, um, yeah, to censor whatever you're going to do. Determine totally how good the game is or not, and how yeah. well it covers uh, these subjects, right? Um, so to to, to suggest that is nothing off off limits for you. I think. It it just don't sit right with me. Yeah. Like I read it and I just kind of thought this is a guy that all right maybe you haven't enjoyed his previous work, but he's got a job. He's been given a lot of money to develop a game and he's chosen to do it on some sensitive subjects. Let's see how he does it. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, I just hope, as I said, it's for me. It's more of a case of 
I hope that he's it's going to be like it's going to be written well. And I just felt from watching that trailer, it didn't it didn't make me feel great about the way that it's going. But then again, it's a trailer without context. Like you're not seeing all the other stuff which is going on. So that's why I'm not I'm not passing any judgment at all of this. And I totally agree with you, David, about most of this. But I just think you know we we need to wait and see. See how it pans I, I out. also don't think they would ask the same question to a, to a film director. I think they think, oh, it's it's David Cage. It's like it's an easy target to get. I don't to, think so. I don't know. I, don't, I, I just feel like, it, yeah, I don't know. I I, I that's, don't. That's just nonsense, though. They often ask people like that. If you watch like TV interviews of like people that have like worked on documentaries and stuff, you know, they they always ask them like, you know, what what drew you to this subject? You know, why why are you interested in in like covering this? It's it's a very simple question to ask. I mean, about you know, yeah, why no, some of these things. That definitely, but it's so so not not in the way they were leading, you know, leading it. It just felt like they definitely had no, had an agenda, as, as Dave said. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Right. Okay. Cool. Should we get on to the second controversial yeah. subject? Okay. Well, no, because there's other stuff. I mean, okay. Oh, right, I just okay. Quick. Bleak. Quick. Was quick there anyone who got X Motorstorm developers are working on on Rush? And this is like another, like, it looks pretty similar to Motorstorm. Yeah, look forward it's to with, that. It's a new Codemasters IP. Codemasters and Deep Silver, yeah, so that looks good. And then the final thing was the Last of Us 2 trailer, which... Uh, before it's... we get to that, there's also loads of VR stuff. And I, no, no, I won't go into all okay, of it, cool. but the most important thing for me is there's this game from London Studio called Blood and Truth, and that's basically, if you played the London Heist on the uh, PlayStation World demo disc, this is the game from that team. Um, and loads of people, myself included, played that demo. It's only like a half an hour or so. Um, uh, a game you play where there, there's some shooting and uh, and there's like a car chase. But I think everyone thought this would be great as a full game. It looks like they are turning a lot of the ideas of of that demo into a full game. So Blood and Truth, I'm really looking forward to. It's also a surprising, surprising decent VR segment. So there's at least five or six titles that I thought were really good there. Um, yeah, it was promising, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. Loads, loads to come. The v- cool. The VR stuff did look good, actually, Matt. I was, I was quite impressed. They, I mean, they, there was... <laughs> I like the fact that you're talking to Matt like he's actually worked on VR. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I know, I know he's got a stake. No, in No, that this. did look good, Matt. Well done. No, no, I know well he, done. I know he's got a stake in, like, in because I know he's like really into VR. But I, it, yeah. it did, it did look good. I was there was a lot, there, and also I was, I was. It's just the amount of content as well was. Yeah, was I, a lot I'm, of I'm impressed. They're, they're, they're trying to push things forward, and uh, yeah, it looks good. Anyway, last us two. Yeah. So Last of Us 2 uh, launched a huge amount of social chat about uh, violence in video games. Um, So the trailer featured a woman being uh, lynched, um, another woman being hit uh, by a hammer in in the arm, breaking her arm. Uh, Lots of death, lots of gore. It looked horrific. Um, but it also, I came away from that thinking, "Fuck, that looks good." Yeah, right. Uh, th- that that was my initial reaction to it. That looks fucking good. Um, uh, but uh, for all I've seen since are people arguing and discussing whether games are too violent at the moment, and whether you know, like you know, we're coming off the back of Mario Odyssey, which obviously we can talk about later, which is you know completely not violent. And uh, some saw it as a bit of an antidote for that side of gaming. Um, I have a bit of an opinion on this, uh, and that's I I did not come away from that worrying about the violence at all. Like The Last of Us was a violent game. There's there are uh, several violent games out there, um, and 
I have no problem with the violence in any of these games. Sometimes it makes me feel squeamish, but you know, whatever. I, I've got no. It, it feels like we're back in 90, in the nineties, and we're complaining. Oh, video games too violent. And back then, we would all go, "No, shut up." And now we're going, mm, but and now we're asking those questions again. Um, yeah, and like people, you know, are wondering when games are going to grow up and be mature, and then yet this. What looks like a really incredible mature story is here in this game, and people are like, oh, but is we it don't too know violent? any of that, Matt. What? What, what? what do we know about the story from that trailer? Um, I mean, it, it was pretty light on story, but I'm definitely interested to, to see what it's about. I mean, obviously, it didn't have Joel and Ellie in it, and um, but yeah, no, I, I thought it was a really, really good trailer. And, and I, so I'd only watched this again today. I didn't watch it live. I saw those people on Twitter kicking off, saying, "Oh my god, that the hammer, the gore." I didn't think it was that bad. It was, it was, you know. It was it was a violent scene, but it's a it's a adult game. It's it's a it's a it's a mature game, and it got me really pumped. Well, my, po- so my what, point what is, what does it? mature mean though, Matt? Does it just mean violence? No, no, no. I I just feel like that there are games. Even if you look at say the Uncharted series, where you're basically just going around killing people just for the sake of it, like. You, you, Nathan Drake doesn't have to kill 150 people, but he just does. This feels like it's very much part of that world, and it feels like it's 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 closely connected with with the world, with with the characters, with the story. You know, they're in this in this uh, in this environment where there's zombies, where there's people trying to you know, if it's an underworld style game, people are trying to save themselves as doggy dog, etc. I feel like the killing in this. In this environment, in this game, it feels like it's part and parcel. Whereas other games are just violent, f- seemingly for the sake of it, where you're just shooting a million people for no reason. And I think this feels part of the game, and yeah, it looks good. Oh, I, I, am I wrong? But, what, what are your thoughts on no, that? No, 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 absolutely not. And I think you, when you look at things like um, uh, the Walking Dead TV series being praised and you know watched by so many people, we all know that violence is entertaining. Oh yeah, this has you know, such on a Walking Dead level, feel it, like. I, I don't mean the zombies. I think I, I came away watching that trailer thinking this feels like they've, I don't know, learned from The Walking Dead is probably the wrong thing because I'm sure I learned from loads of different, um, loads of different things given me inspiration. But I, I, I came away thinking it feels like a Walking Dead moment. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I'm seeing these people. Uh, I, I, if you don't like violence, then you shouldn't be playing The Last of Us because, especially the sequel, because the first one was horrifically violent. Um, and I, I see violence as, uh, you know, I'm one of these people that can definitely segregate what's going on in a computer game and, and the real world impact of violence. You know, we, I'm, I'm not a violent person. I'm not into violence, you know, uh, but when I'm playing video games, I have no problem with how, how violent things get. Um, and I think that in other forms of medium, it, it, it has the, you know, violence is a big part of, you know, film and, and TV. TV. Um, and, and that's not to say that there's not, you know, we know that the vast majority of, uh, video games has, you know, killing in it and, you know, shooting and stuff like that. Um, and maybe, you know, it's a high percentage, um, but people saying like, are games too violent? I, 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 that I don't get because it's kind of like, if you don't like violence as a form of entertainment, which I understand, right? I totally get if that you're not into like that sort of stuff and it makes you feel squirt, like squeamish or it makes you feel sick or you've experienced something horrific in your life and that this sort of reminds you of that sort of stuff. That, that, that's fine. D- don't play that game. 
like the, this is a violent game. It's not hiding it. It's not going to suddenly just come up on your screen. Um, so it, I find this constant chin rubbing about everything, this hot topic all the time is just, there are certain times where I think a healthy discussion is needed. I don't think this is one of them. I, I genuinely I, I don't. I it does my head in. So people think, I think a lot of people might think in their heads that gaming is still small and that because they're a gamer, I, I'm a gamer, I play games, and then they automatically assume that every game is for them because they're a gamer. But just like there are many different types of films and books and whatnot, yeah, there are loads of different types of games and not everyone is going to be for you or it's, it's going to be something you're going to want to play. I, I, can I can I give some opinion about me. what I think about this? You see, the thing is, right, is I agree with both of you about a lot of this because I, I don't... The, the violence itself is not... I don't think is is not the issue for me with this, really. Because, obviously, as you said, like, I've, I've not played The Last of Us and I, I don't know, like, extensive violence. But, you know, games are often violent. I mean, if you... James, I'm sorry playing, to interrupt. You absolutely should play it. It's, 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 I think it's, it's usually really cheap, but it's the... Um, Sort of the, the enhanced version on PS4, you should definitely play it, especially before yeah. this one comes out in 2019 or whatever. Yeah, and I I, I do want to play it. I mean, I'm, I, as I said, I'm playing Wolfenstein, like, you know, the new Colossus at the moment, and that's horrendously violent in places. My thing with this trailer is that a bit like the Heavy Rain one, I, I kind of feel like, why didn't. See, as somebody who's not played The Last of Us, I don't know anything about this world. And coming away from that trailer, I didn't feel like I really wanted to play it. Because there was no like context given again as to why it is like this in this game. It'd be a bit like but with Wolfenstein. No, listen, it'd be a bit like with Wolfenstein. If like at the beginning of Wolfenstein, there is a really horrific scene which is like has not been in any of the trailers or anything at all. And if you just showed that to people, they'd be thinking like, "What kind of a game is this? Like, what is going on here?" And this is my issue with this: is it? It just feels like. First of all, they could have put like a bit of a warning at the beginning of that trailer because if you're watching, I mean, at the time of the day that was on, anybody could have been watching that as well. And if you're watching stuff, you know, all the trailers before that have been pretty, not kid-friendly, but they've been like, you know, pretty reasonable kind of. And then suddenly you go to like a woman having a, like being hammered, like, you know, like with like, you know, like her arms being broken. It was a bit of like a leap to that. And I think, what it is is if, if you played The Last of Us, then obviously you understand the context for all of this. For people like me who haven't, I don't, I don't, I don't see why, why the violence is happening in this way. And like I said, I'm not against the violence in the game at all. I, you know, I can understand why they've chosen, you know, made that as a decision. But what I don't understand is why they chose that section of the game to show to people who maybe hadn't seen it. Because it just right, seemed so. So for me, at least, um, I was so intrigued with what was going on in that trailer. I mean, from from the moment where um, she, uh, one of the characters, refused to cut the woman down initially until she was um, until she was told to, and then even then she questioned it. She she, she said, "But she's one of those, and I, I want to know what that's all about." Mm-hmm. I, you know, I I played through The Last of Us. Um, we all know that the world's gone to shit, and it's. You know, one of those situations where it's like, what's worse, the walking dead monsters or the people? Mm. Right, we get we get that. Um, so I, I, you know, I knew going into it, it was going to be a, a, a violent game. That scene just confirmed to me that they ain't fucking about. Mm-hmm. And I'm dead, I'm 
dead on board with that. I can't wait to play that game now. Yeah. It just seemed, the, the, the scene was interesting. It felt unique. It, nothing like I'd seen before. Um, See, the characters, I, I, the characters and the way they were talking about each other was really interesting. Um, and it showed them that, yeah, we ain't fucking about on this one. So and before, I, I'm before excited. Before I found out what it was, do you know what I thought the game was? I thought it was another, I, for a second, I thought it was another, like, Tomb Raider, like, thing, you know, because, you know, like, with the original reboot of that, like, recently, and there was that whole thing about, you know, Nara being, like, there being a lot of torture and stuff like that, mm. it felt a bit like that again, and that's why I didn't, I didn't know it was The Last of Us when I, when I first started watching it, and I just was like, what is this? This is, like, super grim, like, up to what we've already been seeing, and that, that was my issue with it, I just think maybe they could have shown something you know, at least provided a bit more of like what you know the reason for what was going on. But how can I suppose the thing is is that you've not got an you've there's no and I'm not having a pop. You've not got an answer for that because a we don't know what else is in the game. Yep. B we don't know how much of the stuff could be completely ruined by anything else they've shown in the game, and they can't stand there and give you context before no, they show that they scene. Can, but they can choose to show something which isn't like which isn't so horrific. Like which right, okay. to, what no, should no, they to, have shown? to people to people that have not who have no idea about what this sort of game is about. Like I but said, but if then you look this at, is the this is this this is the reply, right? What would they have shown? Well, they could have followed what, what have Wolfenstein shown? have done. I mean, Wolfenstein, everybody knows, is obviously like another like is a violent game. But the trailers have been the way that they're the way that they're cut doesn't like sort of show this like a sort of a grimness to it. It just sort of demonstrates you know what the game is about. And you get like an idea of that, but they don't show the scenes which have like real sort of like emotional impact as well, because it's it's horrific. Like I will say one thing. I mean, unlike say a film trailer or any or any game trailer, this was not a trailer. This was an extended scene, and so yeah. it, it's all it's always going to be hard for them to show any sort of context because it's a scene out of it's a scene out of context. So, but so I would have, I would this, have this isn't the sort of thing one. we were watching on. Twitter and um, Facebook just before launch was it? It's not like a yeah, as you say, an advert for the game. Yeah, this it was like, here's I a scene. It is an advert for the game. It's still well, an yeah, advert it, for the game. It though. is in the well, yeah, in the sense but, that they're they're showing a new bit of media about the game to advertise that the game's coming out, but it's not a carefully constructed and cut trailer that that might have a, a small narrative, even if it's just over a minute or two, that might show a character or the game or the environment or yeah, the location. But if, exactly, if you're but if you're showing this to like potential people that maybe be interested in doing it, wouldn't that have been a better choice to like yeah, well, to go possibly, I mean, like obviously, that? Last of Us, it it sold it. It's you know, everyone well, loads will know Last of Us even if you haven't played it, and I think they probably allow that to to speak volumes rather than having another trailer that tries to set up the world. I think that they probably think Last of Us is a big enough name, and people know enough about it um, for for this to this this to do what it needs to do. I mean. Yeah, but yeah. there was no exactly. But then at the beginning of that, there was no indication that it was the Last of Us. Like you know, they didn't. It didn't come up at the beginning and say this is the Last of Us or whatever. So I had no idea what the game even was, and I just all I saw was a woman being like brutally, like really brutally like treated, and just thinking, all, why? All, what is this all, for? All I all I know is that I, I as a Last of Us fan, I watched that trailer and thought, yeah, I'm fucking pumped for that game. Yeah, me too. So, so it must be working on it, some. It also, level, it right? just graphically it looks stunning. I know it's like a cutscene or whatever, but yeah, the 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 motion capture, or whatever, it just looks so good. And yeah, none of those characters I'd seen before. That obviously didn't have John Ellie from the first one. Um, I can't wait to see that again. I I I, I want to go dark on that now though. I mean, 
they, it, I don't think they've even confirmed the release date. It's probably like 2018, 2019, or probably 2019 at this point. But I sort of want to avoid everything else now because I, I know it's going to be incredible. I don't want to see anything else. I don't want anything else to be ruined. But my God, yeah, that, that, that trade got me pumped. It's going to be, it's going to be so good. Yep. Okay. Uh, right. That's probably that talk to death. Um, are we done? Yeah. yeah, we're done with that. So now we've got, yeah, what you've been playing. What you've been playing. Um, so let me just get, uh, let me just talk about this one. Uh, to start with, I have been playing a game on the Nintendo Switch called, Ooh. uh, This is the Police, oh. which is, um, a sort of strategy. I don't know. It's hard to explain. It feels like the, you know, what was that game? Papers, please. It feels a little bit like Papers, please. It's a little bit more complicated than that. Um, so you play as chief of police. Uh, you run what the police do on a day to day basis. Um, uh, you have just handed your notice in or you're being uh, fired, uh, but you've got notice to work off and you've got to make some moral choices about how you run the police force, whether you, you have the opportunity to be corrupt and uh, do certain things with the police to earn you a little bit more money before your retirement. Uh, you've also got the opportunity to um, send out police on certain... It's, it's weird, right? So the main part of playing the game, you're overlooking a city, um, and I, I really like the way it controls, actually. You've got... Um, you basically um, flick up menus with the ZL and ZR, um, and you read text it's all sort of text-based, but there are some visual stuff that's going on. You have uh, two uh, sets of police officers. Some of them are shit, some of them are good, some of them have personal issues, some of them are trying to get out of work by giving you excuses and stuff like this. Um, and a crime will come in, get a crime will be reported, and you decide which of those police officers goes to uh, investigate that crime and which of them uh, are, you know, they've all got skill sets, so you've got to work, work out which ones are the best ones to send um, and so on. That part of the game is brilliant. You get your report, you decide who you're going to send, you send them, and then you read what happens afterwards. Um the presentation's beautiful. The uh, task that it slings at you sometimes is ridiculous. Um, uh, you know, it, it's not there to reflect how to run a police force. There is, I mean, I've been given a task from Town Hall saying there's a big problem at the moment. There's racist gangs just beating the shit out of uh, uh, black people. We're asking you to fire all of your black officers by the end of the week. And, you know, that makes you go, come on, that would never happen. But at the same time, it you're like, shit, what should I do? I don't like the idea that, you know, I'm keeping these officers on, sending them out, and they might get murdered. But at the same time, I ain't going to be firing them all. That's pretty fucked up. Um, so it throws sort of moral, sort of wayward, out-of-context moral choices at you. Uh, and then you play them out and then read how, how um, they they end up and it's perfect for the switch because you can just lean back in handheld mode um and uh, play the game it's one of one of those games that feels better playing in handheld mode than it does on big screen well, what, tv what's the writing like of the actual individual stories and cases are they the writing's right okay so the writing within the stories is pretty good um it lays out what the crime is and it sort of gives you hints on how you should approach 
who to send out um, and how important it is. And, you know, the, the crimes, they change from people loitering outside like a shop to, um, you know, armed robbery and stuff like that. And I'm sure later on in the game, it gets even worse. Um, and it, it, that writing and what happens afterwards is all fine. My biggest bugbear with it is that that's the best part of the game and it works on a daily basis. So you have a start time and then the police uh, station closes, right? Um, in between days, there are these lengthy cutscenes uh, with this story about you, the chief of police, and the corruption around you and different, you know, police officers and members of staff and the mayor and, you know, there's this sort of drama wrapped around the what you're doing. Um, those cutscenes are, like, way too long. Some of them are, like, longer than a full day's worth of playing the game. And it gets to the point where you're... It, it, it totally fucks the pace of it. I would have much preferred just, you know, double or triple the amount of time actually deciding who you're sending out and managing your police force um and then shorter cutscenes in between because the cutscenes are quite wordy i don't think the writing's especially well done the voice acting's a bit all over the place um and the the cutscenes play out in sort of a um an animated comic book fashion um so it's not anything beautiful to look at in between so so um, what, what, where's the enjoyment the days. if it's not particularly incredibly written and graphically it's pretty simple what, what what where is the hook of this light papers please the hook of this is is you worrying about every decision you're making well, I've got and you've got to make them on the fly i'm not sure i want a game for that if, no if the hook i know is but there is part of the no but there is that that sort of drawer of these moral choice games where you are there's some sort of weird sadistic um, enjoyment taking out of being asked these horrible situations and making these big decisions and seeing how it pans out from there. This game nails that. It's loads of it. You know, every time a job comes in, you're, you're like, or, or a job, every time a, a crime's reported, you're like, fuck, who should I send? Fuck, what should I do? There's, you know, someone's coming up to you saying that, um, oh, my mother's really ill. I want to go and see her in hospital. Can I have the day off? And you're short on staff. And you're thinking, well, if I let you have the day off and we are unable to um, attend the crime and a member of the public gets shot, that's on my head. But at the same time... Do, do, do those people have like um, like meters, like say, say morale? So if you let that person have a day off, they'll come back with a high morale or better... They have tiredness better. and okay. they they have tiredness. So you can give them days off to recuperate. Um, but th but um, they tend to... Um, uh, what would you do? They tend to sort of get, they tend to have problems if you treat them badly. Like one of my, um, it's becoming apparent that one of my police officers is an alcoholic. Um, and they've been turning up to work drunk and stuff like this. They give away. Um, and you can, you can, yeah, you can fire them and there are two different ways you can fire them. You can save money and fire them illegally, uh, or you can fire them legally and it takes a little bit longer to do so, but you're not going to get any repercussions from that. Um, if you've got enough evidence and enough, um, cause for firing someone, it's interesting. Mm. And the actual playing of the game has a lot of depth to it. Um, and as I say, constantly chucking moral choices at you it's an entertaining game to play can it's if just you stuff like it, it, it sort of just to, spreads to a, it out way too much if you, if you send one of your police to a job or, or you know a, a, a crime uh, can they get killed or have you had that yes they can get ki yes they can get killed um they can uh let the uh, 
perp get away and then their their sort of standard rating goes down uh, or they can catch someone and they can get promoted um and so while you're trying to send all your best men out to the best jobs what i find myself doing is partnering up with someone who's a little bit lower down so hopefully that still manages to get the job done but but it will also drag that sort of lower-rated police officer up a little so bit. So do you feel like you have, you have um, a so bit of connection to your, your, your troop, your squad of yeah, police officers? Yeah, you know, officers. that's all it requires. All it requires is a little bit of text about a character and a face. And if it's written well and the game's enjoyable enough to play, you will get favourites. You will have favourites. You know, it's like when you play Master League in Pro Evolution Soccer. You just pick yeah, one player yeah. that seems to be a little bit better and you just go, yeah, he's my man now. Yeah. I'm always going to play him. <laughs> I'm always going to pass him the ball um, and that's got all this it's, it's got all this it's just the days are just way too short to properly get into um, but if this sounds like if this sort of moral choice game is right up your street then it's perfect for Switch I think it came out in 2015 on Steam um, and I was chatting to Sean about it and he was saying that he played it at a, uh, I think it was at EGX or Resed or something like that um, and he really enjoyed sitting around with his mates and them all deciding what to do next. Um, it feels a lot like, uh, Until Dawn in that way that, you know, that, that was another game where you're making moral choices constantly. What, where there is a party game there, you know, where everyone's arguing about what, what you should do and who you should you send or should you ignore the call completely or should you send, um, uh, police officers to go and do a more corrupt, uh, um, investigation or whatever or go and work work for the mob or whatever uh the, all that shit's in there and it's fun to play just um it could be it's one of those games that you think wow you've got everything here and this works it's just a shame you've decided to slow it down so much with this the pace just feels off um and it's kind of killing it for me i'm gonna play more definitely and i'll be talking about it again in the future but um yeah i, I i'm hoping Either the cutscenes get a little bit more interesting and I get into them a little bit more, or they start to die out the more you play. Um, it'd be interesting to see how that goes. Do you know how much it is? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. I think it was 10 quid. Oh, sorry. That, that is a complete guess. <laughs> it's £110. Um, pounds. Yeah, no, I, I don't know how much it is. Just want to talk about prices. Um, in the week, they also confirmed Rocket League out on Switch. Uh, November fourteenth, and they said it was like twenty dollars. So I imagine twenty quid as well. So it'll be the, it'll be the sixteen, seventeen yeah. quid that is on on um uh, on the other consoles, that's, which is great. That's a day one perch. Or get yourself a decent podcast, and you probably get it for free. Well, well I mean, still for that. okay. Uh, so before, other than that, just the obvious. What well, anyone else got a game to talk about? Um, the only other thing I had was uh, Beyond Two Souls, but yeah, you did. We really want to talk about that? Not really. I, I, are you enjoying okay. it anymore? No. Okay. The um, no, because the, the the bit I did for last week was it was the worst I've I've played. I think from from the game, it was it was appalling, just really boring, confusing, and just yeah, not that great. But maybe Hi- maybe it gets better. Which on our YouTube channel right now? Yeah, check them out. YouTube dot com. Uh, right, Matt. Any other games? Nah, just, to talk about? just the obvious. Right, we've got to get to this. So it's uh, obviously Super Mario Odyssey come out this week. We've all been playing it. Um, it's h- kind of hard to decide where to start talking about this game. Um, and I thought the best way to start, because I got an email from Matt today, James, mm-hmm. saying, um, I'm looking forward to talking about Mario Odyssey today. Um, I think my 
opinions will be a little bit different to yours and James. Um, and I thought, well, I've got a lot to say about this game. Um, and I would don't want to sort of taint Matt's opinion by offering mine first. So I'd rather hear what he's got to say about it first, yeah, I because think- I think I know where he's going to go with it, but I th- I've got a lot, because I think I'm going to agree with you, Matt, more than you think. Well, you I don't know, know we're dancing around the issue. Fuck it. it. Let's get on to it. Super Mario Odyssey. Super Mario Odyssey. Um, where are you up to? Let's do this first. Where are you up to? So I've, I finished the game. Um, I mean, I finished the game. I guess that's all I'll say. I mean, you've seen the credits. You, uh, I've seen the have credits. You to, have you taken it to CX yet? No. 32 quid. Thank you very much. Lovely, lovely old job. <laughs> no, I've still got it. Amazingly, I, it's it's not quite unlike me. Yeah, so I've seen the credits, and uh, I mean, yeah, I've seen the credits. That's all we need to know. Um, and we've all James, you've you've seen the credits and put in a bit of time. Yes, yeah, I finished it. Yeah, same with me. I played a hell of a lot of it after. I mean, the it's, credits, it's not so spoiled to say there were things about. to do after you finish the game, is it? Oh no, no. Okay, no, in which case, not. yeah, I'm in the bits after the game. Yeah, but I think. Right, okay, can I? Can I? Yeah, but can I expand on that? Because it's no, actually, no. We'll, we'll, we'll no, no, no. Let's let's hear what Matt's got to say first. Yeah, the trouble is about this game is you don't really want to say anything for fear of spoilers. And uh, but yeah, so I'll, I'll get all the good stuff out of the way first. It it, it looks stunning. I I love the music. I love the way it makes me feel. There's a, it's a genuine sense of like childlike wonder playing this game. I, I, you know, it feels like you're seeing everything. Like, like, like the first time I saw Mario 64, you're worrying, you're wondering how things work and what things can happen and what, what characters you're going to meet in the world. I think the writing is really good. It's really, really funny. Um, but, um, I, I'd say I'm, I, this is, this sounds harsh to say, but I would say I'm disappointed. Now, yeah, I, I, it, it's, it's a solid 10. So I, I can't be that disappointed, but in my mind, and I only watched our first trailer. I haven't really read anything else about it. In my mind, I thought it was going to be much more uh, trans. Uh, I thought it was going to utilize Cappy a lot more than it did. I, I don't know where I got this. I, I don't know where I got this idea. I don't. Remember, I don't remember reading anything about it. But I remember seeing that first announcement trailer E3, seeing that you can throw Cappy on any. You know, a, a vast majority of things in the world. And I'm like, oh my god, you're going to be able to come up of your own ways to solve puzzles. You're going to be have you come up of your own ways to get across the map. And about much like you can do with Zelda, where it felt like all three of us could have done the same puzzle or section in Zelda a totally different way. And one of the best things about Zelda is it makes you feel like you're doing something that you maybe you're not supposed to be doing it that way, but but you've used a combination of the skills and abilities and uh, items at your disposal to 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 navigate the world in the way that you see fit, and that feels like it's your own story and your own journey. Whereas, and I, so, I mean, I, for some reason, I thought this could be that way, and it's very much not that. And well, that's sort of okay. disappointing. Okay, right, that's sort of disappointing because I thought I'll be using Cappy in a crazy amount of ways, but really, if we all taught at one particular level, uh, if we all talked about any of the levels, we would have all all done the same things the same way. Um, no, I don't agree with that. But go on. Okay, well, well let, let's discuss it. Go on. Well, because the thing is, I mean, you're right in one terms because this this is a much more like I think conventional like 3D Mario game than we were led maybe to believe by marketing. Like there was this kind of idea that it was going to be something 
in the, in on a par with Zelda in the terms of like like reinventing the formula. Yeah, I thought it was going to be reinventing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I, it doesn't yeah, do that. Not, no. it, 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 I really don't. I agree with you. It doesn't do that really, but it's still superb. Oh no, like, no, no I, terms, I'm not denying that. It is and, definitely definitely. But it's superb. also the thing though about you saying about how like, I because I don't think everyone does play this game the same way because it's not about the ability of the hat. It's about Mario and it's about the way Mario moves and the exhilaration that you get from that from like trying stuff because that that's what I enjoy about this and that's why. The end game for me of this, I mean, the actual, the, the, the story side of this game, it was, it was good. I mean, it was better than, I'd say it was better than Sunshine. Um, I wouldn't say it was quite as good as Galaxy, but it was still good and I still really enjoyed it. But now that the game is finished, what we're doing next is what I am really, really enjoying because it's for me, see, I, I really, really love 3D Mario games. I've, I've played all of them like to death and I love platformers like so much. And, the thing that I like from them is the challenge, and I like experimenting and trying stuff. That's and interesting that's to say I, challenge, because and that's well, no, because the thing is, is that the story mode is not challenging. Like the most, like that, that from the fact that we we got through it in a weekend. Like you can easily beat it in a weekend. But what's coming now is what's interesting, and it was the same with Mario 3D World as well, because with Mario 3D World, the I mean that's that is also a, like a criminally like underlooked game in terms of like how many people bought it. But it's it's also it's another one where once you've beaten like the end game, it opens up and there's just so much good stuff in it that's like really like challenges like your abilities and that is what I love about this game like so much is that I've just like I I finished it and I've just started getting glimpses into what they've got in store and it's really exciting me like it just it, like I said it's the exhilaration like from from playing it. So, without obviously spoiling anything, I mean, are you just talking about the fact you're just hoovering up all the moons you didn't get previously? Yeah, yeah it's okay, that. Yeah. It's also finding... No, no, no. No, no, no. there are other things. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, 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 um, there's, uh, something in the game, again, we, we're not going to spoil things, but there's obviously certain things that we need to uh, talk about to add to the discussion. Once you complete the game, there's something that unlocks further moons that that weren't in the game at all, mm. um, and once those things are unlocked, that's where the real challenging shit is introduced. Yeah. I mean, there's some really fucking challenging stuff in this game. Um, okay, I'm looking forward I, to that. I mean, I, I spent a day on trying to get one moon yeah. a day because I know it was like making making my. I just done it before we started recording. Um, it's one of those 2D sections where you jump in at 2D, yeah. but it, it does a very clever thing where it fucks around with um, the mechanic of jumping in and out of um, 2D and 3D, or, or or at least trying to stay in 2D. Um, and my word, it felt like Mario Maker. Yeah. It felt like a Mario Maker level. I tried that one I was just, I think that's the one I'm thinking about. Um, yeah, it took me fucking ages to do that. Um, and once I'd got it, I was like, "Holy shit! Yeah, this is what this is. This is, that is fucking fantastic platforming." Yeah, uh, because really yeah, the, the the story is like disappointingly easy, and I'm I'm famously shit at games. And yeah, yeah I, they've, I'm, they've I'm happy you're saying like actually the challenge comes afterwards. And I'm looking. I'm obviously, you know, I, I'm also gonna keep playing this because I'm I'm in love with the game. Uh, but yeah, there's no there's no challenge whatsoever. And I thought I was I was a bit disappointed. Now I thought the the, the story mode would be more challenging, but. But if that, it's but all about afterwards, is, then I'm you, happy with that. If you go back and look at like the previous like 
mainline Mario games, they're all like this. Like the, you can burn through all of the stories like pretty quickly, and they're not, they're easy to get through. I mean, it was certainly, I mean, even like Mario World was, it was easy to get through to the end of that game. It was certainly, oh, I don't know about it was that. no, it was certainly not easy to to get everything like to break all not, of those. Not gates. as easy, not as easy as like because I'm with Matt. Because I mean, let me tell you my experience. I I went through a bit of a journey with this game where I initially got it and thought, "Wow, look at these colors, look at everything. Oh, this is really good." Um, and then by the time. Um, I'd say about an hour before the credits rolled, I was like, man, this is really feeling like an 8 out of 10 game. Like, it's good. That's the good score, and I've enjoyed it, but I'm really not seeing the hype. And I think one of the things that happened is that we'd read a lot uh, just before launch when all the reviews went up and it was getting 10s everywhere. Um, and I was thinking, wow, this is going to blow my mind as I'm playing it. And yeah. as I was going from kingdom to kingdom, it wasn't blowing yeah, it was my mind. And it was continuing to not bits. blow my mind. Yeah, and it's, um, it's, it's just like 3D World in that, in that sense. No, you know, I disagree, because I think 3D World... With 3D World, every level had a, an amazingly unique idea, and it feels like that, that. It doesn't feel like that in this. When I'm going from kingdom to kingdom, um, in my initial run, mm-hmm. right? So I'm literally talking before credits here. I didn't feel that it was full of these amazing ideas that that um, that 3D World had. Every single level in 3D World had a unique idea that it refined to the point. Uh, by yeah, the time I'd you finished that, it. Yeah. And it, and it, and it was so well done. And even if, you know, it didn't, it did get, it was more challenging to get to the end of that game than this was, right? Cause I pissed through this. I thought it was, it was really easy to get through. Um, uh, the constant ideas made me smiling throughout. Whereas this, I was kind of like, okay, I'm capturing something to do this bit now i'm fine and i think some of the captures are fucking brilliant but i felt some of the kingdoms were nowhere near as fleshed out there was a shining beacon in the middle of the game which which was new new donk city um which i love from start to finish it was the one one area uh through my initial playthrough that i thought this is genius i love it um but then that was followed by two areas that, that i thought were subpar Compared to compared to the which, rest which of the one? game, was, yeah, I, yeah, I know. What you, cause so there was the beach one. The snow one was okay. The, the, snow like, one the race I really one liked. and snow the beach one was I quite like. good. The beach one, yeah, it didn't have a lot of unique, you know, gameplay things. But I, I spent loads of time in that because it's just fun. I, I loved all the, the things you have to do to collect and to open the moon. So it wasn't particularly, which is fine. But then when you compared it to New Donk oh, City, yeah, of course, the amount yeah, of obvious effort that's gone into yeah. that, you know, but it's, it's the thing is about that though is. Okay, so those levels on the first playthrough, maybe they appear like not not amazing, but then see now I'm wondering how I'm, how they're going to be going back and right. Okay, so I have gone back, and that's what mm. I'm getting to. So um, I thought the last hour of the game, so the last area followed by the boss battle at the end, followed by you know what you do uh, just before the credits. I thought was genius. I yeah. thought it was really good. And I thought, okay, this pushes it up to a nine for me because I thought there's, uh, it's, I'm not going to spoil anything. I promise you. But something happens towards the end that made me go, Oh my God, I can't believe I didn't call that. Um, and what a fucking brilliant way to do it. It felt so perfectly done. Um, and a bit un Nintendo as well. Uh, there was, there, yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Um, 
and then after the credits, there's a load of things happen that make you grin from ear to ear, which is great. Um, and then you get into the end game stuff. So you go to each kingdom and suddenly there's these new moons, um, opened up and extremely hard platforming. Yeah. So starts I basically, becoming I, I'm in the, the, air, the bit after the credits. I haven't got to this, the end game as you just spoke about. Yeah. No, so you you now you will have noticed that your Odyssey has a new target. Yeah. So the the new target is you know get this amount and then you know see what happens. Uh, I've got that target. I've seen what happens, um, and I'm back with a new target now. So the game is nowhere near from going. Okay, you kind of done it. Right. It, it is still saying, look, there's still fuck ton to do here. Make sure you do it. Um, and I found going back to some of the what I thought was less fleshed out and less interesting areas going back to them is now filled with some really cool stuff to do. Um, and I am basically, I, I now think it is a 10 out of 10 and I think it is one of the best Mario games. It is definitely up there. Um, I'm starting to finally get to grips with the controls and all the crazy shit you can do with that that system um with you know flinging your hat and jumping on it and you know long jumps and all that sort of stuff um i i was blown away with how different this game feels after the credits Mm -hmm. than compared to how i was feeling before i was feeling a little bit disappointed still enjoying myself don't get me wrong but a little bit disappointed with the game um now i am on it for hours non-stop okay thinking that's, i'm i can play a lot more of this a lot more that's good because um, so, i mean yeah, yeah it's it's clearly an incredible game uh, i haven't I, i'm i've i'm disappointed is it sounds harsh because i'm i guess i am disappointed but it's an incredible game um i think um, i think matt it, it, re- it will really depend on how much you enjoy platformers really and how much mileage you can get out of that because that's yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I've only got one criticism for this game that I, I'm not that I kind of am not very happy about. Is it? Which well, is, should we get them out of the way? Yeah, should we get I, them I've out of the way? Because I've got a list well. of. Yeah, yeah. Go on, James. What, what, what's yours? The main thing I was kind of disappointed with, and you'll probably—I don't know if you'll disagree or not—is the co-op. I, I'm, that, I haven't I'm, tried I'm, that yet. Oh yeah. And yeah. the reason I'm disappointed about that is because, like, Mario 3D World was amazing for co-op. Like, it was it was the game that like introduce like my daughter to playing games properly and totally she still wants to play it she still loves it and everything she was so excited about odyssey coming out because she was like we can do that again and then you find you can't really because there is co-op but it's not very good i mean it's yeah, it's, it's, a mess. You know, it's it's not very good and i know i understand that if they were going to implement something similar to like 3d world it would have pro- probably like broken the game or you know there's a whole lot of stuff so so what is but, co-op in this game uh one of you controls the hat which basically means you can like you you control when it gets thrown, or the other player still can do it, and yeah, you know, they can like collect coins and stuff like that. But it's not it's not great. Like it's really not great. And I, I was well, really it just seems annoying because yeah. you're kind of like, well, I want the hat to go over there, but I just have to hope my my co op partner has the same feeling. <laughs> you know, it's it's a bit yeah. It's it's not great. It's a shit. It's a shit implementation of it. It, it. it felt like that they needed to add co-op, and that was the only idea that they could come up with, uh, which, which is, is a shame. Which really disappointed me because it was like you know she was so looking forward to us playing it together, and I mean she's playing it on her own and she's enjoying it, but it's not the same. You know we we spent so many hours just like sitting there playing that together, and she loved it so much. It's yeah, uh, you know, but yeah, that's that's one of the complaints I had. 
Okay, um, I'll, I'll list mine. I've got a few. Uh, what have I got? Uh, I, I hate the fact that um, it has basically been built for split Joy-Con play. Um, the motion control stuff is... I don't know, man. It, it seems like such a massive oversight. See, I haven't, sp- I haven't used that. Like, I've, I've used no motion controls apart from... Now I've gone back to, like, after finishing it, I had to use it for one bit that I told you about earlier. And yeah. but apart from that, I've not bothered because it's. I felt that I could get away with you know just standard controls. I get I get that, but there are moments where you pretty much it, it you'll get more more enjoyment definitely out of traversing the areas using the motion control stuff. And the fact that you this console was has been built to be used as a handheld yeah. with the Joy Cons connected to the screen seems like it just seems mad. It seems fucking insane that they've put so much emphasis on it. I mean, you load up the game and it's like, hey, play this game with joy with split Joy Cons, play it like that. Yeah, um, so yeah, and I then don't want to do that. <laughs> all of the t- all of the tips and stuff that flash up on the screen show little videos of you know split Joy Cons and stuff, and I'm like, wow, I cannot believe they've put so much emphasis on playing a game this way on a console that is specifically been made. Uh, to play at home and on the move, it's it's it seems very very yeah. strange I, I to playing, lean on um, that so much. I was playing it on uh, on the way home on the train, and I climbed like a tree, and I was shaking <laughs> the the switch, and I was like, "This is this isn't right, even even for me." Yeah, that, that, so that annoyed me. That annoyed me. I mean, as you say, it's not it's not a um, it's not a game breaker. The most thing is weird. It's, it's, so, it just seems like a weird des- decision yeah. to make. So I, I, I bought a pro controller uh, in the week, um, and it's amazing pads and brilliant. Um, but yeah, so motion controls. I, I think so. Pro controller is brilliant for this game. I, I love I love the face buttons. I love how the the pad feels. But it, it, but motion controls is a bit weird. A handheld, it it feels like no, it doesn't feel right at all. Uh, Joy cons. Uh, definitely feel the best because they're also lightest and easiest to do the motion controls but they're just not as nice to use as a pro controller so all of the control methods feel like a compromise in some way yeah i mean i'm saying that those little diddy um analog sticks for a mario game just don't Mm -hmm. you know they work fine i've been playing a lot in handheld mode but I'd rather be playing on my pro controller because I love the stick so much. Oh god! And um, this game—it feels like this is a game. I guess Zelda could be the other one, but you have to play this on TV. I mean, I, I, I as I said on previous shows, I play my Switch ninety-nine percent of the time handheld on the to and from work, and even when I'm home, I play it sat in the armchair. But although I played a bit of this, you know commuting and whatnot uh, this game in handheld i feel like you've got to play this on the tv uh, the, the the game you need to see all that or you know how the game looks on tv it looks and feels so much better on tv than it does in handheld yeah totally but i still think it does a good oh, yeah, job it, it in does. handheld mode. and it's yeah but but this game more than and yeah definitely even even more than zelda this feels like a tv game for, for sure yeah so okay, so the the other things on my list. Um, this is a personal one, so I'm not leveling this at the game. But I spent about an hour of uh, hour or two in the first, you know, the first main area, the sand level, the sand kingdom, because I didn't realise that you had to put your moons like chuck your hat on the globe to put your moons into the thing to go to the next kingdom. So yeah, I'm that's going, definitely a personal thing. Well, 
what, what the fuck is going on here? Like, how many have I got to collect before I move on? What the fuck is going on? And then um, the next morning, Harry woke up and he played it and he played through the tutorial and he threw his hat on the Odyssey and, you know, put all the Even Harry on there. More. And I was like, fucking hell, yeah, Jesus Christ, what an pod. idiot. Um, so, yeah, that was a, the minor thing. Um, I wish there was more 2D stuff. Like, I loved, like, I loved the concept of jumping into oh, a wall yeah, so and good. turning and into like 2D sounds. Oh. oh, God, it looks so good yeah. when you do it. And um, I kind of wish there was more of it. I think there is a lot more of it in uh, in the, the, the Endgame stuff. Um, but it just felt like every time that happened, it felt magical, genuinely magical. Yeah. Um, and I wish it was just a little I, bit more I really love the one on the beach level, you know, with the four pipes. Oh Did yeah, I remember that, that one. Yeah, that, that's, that is a good one because you're trying to figure out which one to yeah, go in. Yeah, it's so good. So that you can get the stuff. Yeah, it was a good one. That one. Um, oh yeah, no, no, I did do that. Yeah, yeah that, that was that was good. Um, and also, I was a little bit disappointed with the camera oh, mode. Oh, the camera. Um, oh, I had camera mode, as in like photography, the photo yeah. mode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the photo mode. I I I kind of thought there was going to be more options and stuff like that in it, but it just seems like it just turns it into a screenshot There's and you can change your filters. You can change filters and. Filters, that's it. And the filters are generally a bit shit, Yeah, uh, in my opinion. Photo mode's weird because I took loads of photos. uh, I've taken loads of photos during the game, but uh, and I've seen loads of people share photos of the game because you want to, because it's a beautiful game and you see loads of cool stuff. But also I'm like, I don't want to... I I want to, but I feel like I can't share anything because that's going to be spoiling cool things. Yeah, I'm sharing absolutely nothing. So, I I, I don't know when, maybe like six weeks or two months or whatever. Hopefully at some point I'll feel more comfortable so I can share stuff. But yeah, because the photo mode is amazing, but it's a game where you feel like you can't really or don't really want to share anything because it will take away the surprise for some people. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. But going on to the camera, I I thought the camera was piss poor at points. Yeah, I I feel like I was doing a... There were... I mean, yeah, a couple of times I, I mean, had like, similar pl- thing where it's like jumping, it got caught and stuff. It just and sometimes I, like the camera would be sort of almost stuck behind the wall, and I would, yeah. And there's particularly bits where maybe you're swimming, and then the camera would be, and you're swimming beneath a bridge, and the camera would be above the bridge, and then there's a couple of bits where I, I was I actually in an area after you finished the game. There's bits I was trying to get his three purple coins, and I couldn't. I couldn't really see where the coins were. There wasn't the outline because the camera was sort of stuck behind a bridge. I had a few moments like that. I thought the camera wasn't. The camera felt like it did in Mario 64, in that it's good. Yeah. And Mario 64 cameras, really? hey, I dance like better than Croc 3D and and Sonic R and uh, Sonic 3D and the other stuff we had at the time. But um, I don't know. It wasn't. I don't. I. I don't know what I expected, but it didn't yeah, feel don't, like. Don't. The camera's amazing. Don't ever play Mario Sunshine if it gets replaced, because that was one of the main problems yeah. with that game. I played Mario Sunshine. I, d- I didn't mind the camera at all in this. I, d- I really, I genuinely didn't have a problem. I was with doing it. a lot of, a lot of, ha- a lot of having to fix it a lot myself. Yeah, and, and sometimes. Oh yeah, no, but I've yeah. I mean, that's. I, it's weird. I guess I've been playing it more like a third-person game rather than a, you know, traditional 3D platformer. Like I've been constantly adjusting the camera, but. Just as if I'm playing a third-person shooter or something. I just seem to remember, like the older, 
previous 3D Mario games, that the camera was so good, it, it knew where to position itself to give you the best possible chance of hitting these jumps or to know I where you know, are in 3D space. I just remember spending a lot of time, I always like micromanage the camera all the time when I'm playing these games, because it's like trying to figure out, you know, you, you just kind of do it, don't you, on the other sticks? Yeah, you? same here. Yeah, it's I'm always uh, micromanaging it and yeah. it's not a problem. I just thought, I'll point it to you, um, it wasn't, wasn't incredible. Is that is that what all the negatives shit out of um, Yeah, it's just lack of challenge, but hopefully the end game that's going to be fixed. Um, but there's so many good things. It just, oh, I, I love the way it makes you feel. And like, I was playing this game and I think, who gives a fuck about 4K and 60 frames a second? It's like, who gives a yeah, fuck totally. about stuff? Like, this is a console, uh, obviously, you know, it, it graphically is good and, you know, um, they're obviously optimizing it as much as they can, but it, it, who gives a fuck about that sort of stuff when you've got a game like this where it's just pure unbridled joy and it's just, it's no, it's not about violence or it's not about anything. It's just about incredible. It's just about amazingly fun gameplay. It makes you smile. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I thought it, it was just so good for are that. you. Um, are you still getting a one X, uh, next, next yeah, week? Of, of course. Yeah. But it's different. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. Um, yeah. And I mean, the, the, the other good thing about the, the, the stuff, like the end game stuff, if we're calling it that, um, is that there, there are so many goals that I'm working towards at the moment. Um, for those of you that, you know, I'm not, not spoiling anything. I keep having to say that there are loads of things to collect and there are different types of things. So you've got the costume stuff, right? So you, you can collect different costumes and, by different you know there are special costumes in each level um there are also uh different costumes for just buying buying with coins and stuff like that um i love all that yeah, shit I that great. and harry spends a hell of a lot of time just walking in and out of the wardrobe and yeah like there are certain cool. outfits that are just so special um initially it just seems like a bit of a gimmick oh look mario is now in a sombrero isn't that funny in and then it turns to genuine brilliance uh from the, the you know what you can do with the costumes and stuff um then there's also like stickers and stuff like that have you started looking at all the stickers and that oh, yeah i've been collecting all those I, 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 i've seen yeah, some yeah, yeah, stickers and trophies some, but, but, where do you view them or they they, the they get stuck on your oh, odyssey on them yeah, okay. Oh, well, okay yeah 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 on the actual odyssey so the more you buy the more your odyssey gets like decked oh, yeah, out so and shit. like i guess a passport then, i guess of the stamps of where you've been yeah, and then when you go inside your Odyssey, all your trophies and bits and pieces are in there. So, like, I've got a dog in there um, and, you know, a statue and little bits and pieces. I love that stuff. Like, I'm so I'm also working... I'm working on a few things. I'm working on trying to do my next objective. I'm also working on trying to just collect everything. It's the purple uh, coins, which, isn't it? It's all about the purple yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's the... the, 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 the the level coins where it says a hundred of uh, special coins on each level and they let well, you buy yeah, certain it's, things. It's a different number on each each level. Is it really? Yeah, some of them it's hundred. I thought it was a hundred and fifty. It's 50. Yeah, it's uh, like, oh, I did. All right, okay. Um, and then the, the, there's the gold coins that obviously you get throughout playing. Uh, all that stuff is 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 brilliant. And I've been in and out of shops and zooming around all over to different kingdoms and trying to collect as much stuff as I can. Um, so it feels that when I'm getting frustrated, banging my head against the wall over either a certain moon or objective, I can just go off and fuck about and do that sort of stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's constantly keeping me playing. And I've got like a checklist of things that I want to do in the game. Um, and if if I'm getting stuck 
on one of those points, I just move on to the next. Um, and that stuff's really intelligently done. And all of the cool shit is saved until the end. There's like loads of different costumes that, that will make you go, holy shit, this is in the game. How yes, clever that was, is that? There's, a um, lot. there's so many, like also after the end game, like there's, there's so many kind of like callbacks to stuff as well. And it's just, oh God, it's wonderful. Yeah. Especially, I mean, there's one particular, Oh, so we can't talk about it, but no, there's no, one we can't. bit that it's we like, can't. it's like if you remember, like, see, the, there's one bit where I, that I found where it's like, I found it because I remembered rumors from before, <laughs> from, from like previous games. And it's like, yeah, we know it's from instinct, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's uh, from oh, instinct. Yeah, I, 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 I found a moon by remembering an old game and, uh, yeah. I will say one thing, like, what do you think about the bits in between levels where they where even at the last level is like, hey, do you know you can do a triple jump? It's like, I, I don't. That's a bit weird. Stop yeah. telling. <laughs> it felt like it's very much a game built for people who maybe haven't played a Mario game before or they're definitely skewing younger. I mean, maybe I have, I haven't also got the Mario experience that you guys have got, but still telling us about how to do a, a, a jump move before the final boss, it just felt a bit weird. Yeah, but it, it, it does all that. It gets rid of all that, like after the end game. So when you're going from kingdom to kingdom in the end game, it, it replaces all that stuff with a loading bar at the okay. bottom of your Odyssey traveling along. And so, yeah, I mean, you've got to remember that this is going to be a lot of people's first Mario game, first 3D Mario game. So uh, the way I'm seeing it is, is kind of like, and when there was one time where I skipped through all that, like I just kept tapping A because I didn't want to read all that shit. Um, and I had to just sit and wait and just look at them just sitting there because it was loading the next level. Um, so it's sort of just like a placeholder while it's loading. And, it, you know, it, th- that doesn't bother me. I think, you know, this is going to be one thing I realized is that I couldn't just sit Harry on it and he could play it. Like, it's too hard for him at this point. Yeah. He's only three. Um yeah. But he's going to be learning how to play Mario games with this, so I appreciate all that stuff being there. To be honest with you, I don't really care. Did you see um, the, the assist mode is quite is quite useful for that? Like Rachel I did, yeah. Using it's because um, it, it it basically just shows you where to go next. That's like the main. It shows bit. you where to go next, and if you fall off the edge, you don't instantly die. It puts you yeah. in the bubble, like in the new Super Mario games. You can also stack those extra hearts on top of each other. That uh, that stuff is is pretty good, and I've stuck him on that. Um, it doesn't help. I mean, he still really hasn't got the dexterity to play this sort of game. Um, so he's finding it a bit difficult, but he's, you know, he's getting there. He's See, getting there. And um, one, one thing that I did want to talk about is all the insanely nice touches in it as well. You know, the, the, like, I love the fact that the maps are travel guides. Oh, yeah. And you can read, That's like, the side of it and all that sort of shit. Um, I, I, you know, I like the fact that when, when you're in certain areas and you don't press anything, certain things happen. Uh, like the dancing and um, there's a, you know, if you go on, there's a chair in the game later on that you won't see until you've completed it. And if you just don't press anything on that, he he sits down on it and stuff. All those little, it feels that Mario is more of a cartoon character than he ever has been mm-hmm. um, in a good way. You know, like he's an animated character rather than a computer game character. Um, and I love that stuff. You know, the, the beginning's loaded with that. You know, that cutscene where you first, um, capture a frog yeah. and it, you know, he zooms in and then he looks at, oh, what was it? That's it. When you first get Cappy yeah. and Cappy's a white top hat and he puts it on your head and like Mario sort of pulls that face as if to say, this isn't me. Um, I thought that was just so well done. It's so the beautifully whole first done. The section that- felt very Disney, felt very Pixar. 
Yeah, totally. I fucking love yeah, that. I love it. Too. I love that. I kind of wish there was a little bit more of that in there, um, because it's it's sort of front loaded all that shit, and then put it all at the end as well. Because the last, you know, the big finale at the end is is just rammed with that sort of cartoonish Mario that you don't get to see a lot of, uh, or that we haven't seen a lot of up until this point. Um, and it's wonderful. It's so beautifully animated and so expressive. And Harry's been cracking up watching it. Um, which has been brilliant. I, I just, it's full of these nice little touches and also something that I didn't expect, uh, in a, in a 3D Mario game is set pieces. I mean, the boss battles are fantastic anyway. The boss battles are excellent. Yeah. Especially the way they've done with Bowser battles now. What they did with Bowser battles is brilliant in this. Um, I absolutely love it. And, you know, some people are complaining that they're reused quite a bit and they are. Um, some of the, you know, I think through the first playthrough, you'll play a lot of boss, a lot of those boss battles twice. Uh, but obviously they get harder the further you get into it. But um, I thought, I but, mean, I thought that the boss battles and also like the design of that was, was so, was that was one of the strong points compared with, with, uh, what's it called with, uh, 3D World though? Cause it oh, was totally, because yeah, there, 100%. I mean, the thing with 3D World was it was like you said, it was like a, a massive refinement of everything that had gone before. To the point where it was kind of like not perfection, but like you know, really, really good. Whereas this, you know, they it did feel like they were trying to come up with some with new new ideas for that. Oh, and they really did. Yeah. I mean, the 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 one with the what are the dog things called the chomp chomps or some shit chain chomps chain chomps. The one where where she's got him on a leash, yeah, and you you but you're also fighting against her trying to like give the give the leash some slack and you're trying to stretch it out i, I fucking so good so clever um and really really fun to play like really satisfying to to get right but nothing's more satisfying than the fucking bowser battles on this they were so good so good um and yeah i i like i think that um super mario odyssey as much as I was disappointed at the start um, and during the majority of my playthrough of the main story, the game has done so much to make that up to me. And, and, and it's as if the game was saying, look, man, kids are playing this as well. And we've got to have their, them on board. Um, so this stuff isn't going to be hard to get to the end. You can get to the end of the story just fine um, and you'll enjoy your time although you won't be challenged that much. Um, but also, we haven't forgotten about you and the people that really want to be challenged. Uh, and here it is. It's just lurking in, like, behind 10 to 15 hours of gameplay, which is fine. I'm I'm happy with that. And I finally, I, you know, I've uh, the past two, two days or so, I've really felt the love, really felt the love for it. Uh, speaking of kids um i uh i i came home early uh, the other day and i played it on on the tv and eddie jill and eddie came in and Elle just sat down for half an hour watching me play the game and she was really into it just saying like what what, asking me what that was and what's happening up there and it's really amazing because i we haven't really played games together uh but it's really awesome just seeing her really excited and and loving loving the world i think we're playing like the beach level actually and we played that for for ages just like because you want to see all the bits inside it so i'm hoping to do more of that as well yeah that yeah, harry's that, totally obsessed with watching it, it he loves it it's been yeah with my kids it's been like i mean asher has started like he he made he came to me this morning and he made a book like as you know his version of a book of like he was like of like of the story from mary odyssey that he'd seen and he'd like he'd like drawn the characters and like tried to 
because he's you know he's four, you know that kind of thing. But it was it it was still really, tried to what it's, he tried to write stuff. You know, it's you know he, he tried, to, yeah. but you know it was it was still <laughs> it was still like fantastic though to like see this because he was so excited about explaining it as well. And I mean, Rachel has done similar things. I mean, when she was like younger, she used to she used to like make games like out of this, like you know, using like paper and like cutting stuff out and like saying, okay, this one's Mario, this one's Bowser, and stuff like that, and they're gonna battle and stuff. And it's just like this is what I love about like Nintendo games with my kids is that they it really fires their imagination as well, which is fantastic. Like they get all these like really good ideas, and it's yeah, it's it's cool. I like it. Um, I mean. I'm surprised by how much Harry has taken to Cappy as a character. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's obsessed with Cappy. I was I was genuinely gutted that we were we didn't pre-order a um uh, like on the Nintendo store because you know the, one of the incentives was get a free Cappy. Um, thankfully, Andy uh, Hamilton has said that I got a free one when I bought a Wolfenstein figure. Harry can have it if he wants. And I'm like, fuck yeah, man, that is going to make his day. Like, he's obsessed with Cappy, keeps talking about Cappy. Um, and I didn't expect that to happen. I thought it was just going to be, uh, it's just a name for his hat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, no, he's, he loves Cappy as a character. It's nuts. Uh, they fucking nail it, don't they? They yeah. nail this shit. Um, and although I had my initial concerns, man, geez, that, that blew away. That yeah. blew away. And of course, you know, I'm just so people have said like more. the the end of New Donk City, man. Yeah, that that, was, that, yeah. that that is special. That is special. Uh, and it's also been mentioned that there is some pretty Sonic Adventure style shit towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that. Okay, that stuff with New Donk City, though. I still feel uncomfortable about those humans. It just looks uh, weird. The, I think I think it totally plays oh, yeah, into it. It totally it works surprisingly well. But it, it well. really, but it, it really, really reminded me of Sonic Adventure. Like it, it was like if like you'd have taken Sonic Adventure and just somehow made it like really, really good. This is probably what it could have been, rather than what it was. It was, it's I don't know, a bit odd, but still fine, totally fine. For me, it didn't feel it. It, it didn't feel like it was trying to replicate humanity. Um, it felt like the little human characters in it were the equivalent of the spinning watering cans from the yeah, flower yeah, level. Sure. Yeah. You know, it, 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 especially, and that sort of really drums home when you go into the shop and they've got these over-animated humans with these wacky clothes that you've seen on all sorts of different weird-looking uh, creatures throughout the game. And suddenly there's a human wearing it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's like kind of going, hey... <laughs> You're you're no different. You people are no different to all these other weird creatures in this game. Mm. Like it just made me laugh. I thought it was great. Um, yeah, but no. I going back to Matt's original point. I do, I do see why you're disappointed by the lack lack of capture stuff. And I think we said it on the show. We could really see this turning into sort of the Zelda equivalent, experimenting. And I, I I'm not experimenting. It's kind of why am I this character now? Okay, well, like why am I this? creature now why have i taken control of this thing oh it's to get up yeah. there that's the that's the feeling and that, that it didn't really disappoint me it just i just kind of thought that that's where the game was going and it isn't it's very much there is a reason why you you can do this now so do that bit and then move on um but i think it works i don't like i i i love capturing stuff i, I like the fact that there wasn't too much of it i like i really like the tank stuff um, yeah, the, the tank really stuff is like brilliant. The... I could play a full game of that tank stuff. It was really fun. Yeah. 
the bird, the bird with where you like flinging yourself up. That stuff is great. Um, yeah. Oh, really, yeah, really. Yeah. Like yeah, the bird, that, that was brilliant as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm still, you know, when we're talking game of the year stuff, I'm still putting Zelda above this. Um, because, you know, from the get go, that game was absolutely incredible. But this still has room to breathe. This still has room to grow. Yeah. In my, in my opinion. Do you think, um, do you think there'll be DLC for this? Like, are we going to see I do, more stuff? I do. I'm pretty convinced now. I'm pretty convinced. And I'll tell you why. Um, I hope no one gets the ump with me saying this, but I've played a lot of this and I haven't seen Luigi. And <laughs> that is a glaring hole in this game that Luigi hasn't been present. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be very surprised if there isn't, an, uh, you know, a Luigi DLC thing currently being worked on. Can you imagine totally that if it was sense. like, you know, if it was like the Luigi's Mansion or something like that, you know, that kind of world or there's just so much you could do with this. It'd be, yeah, it'd be brilliant. You could. You whack a few more kingdoms in there. Yeah. Put Luigi in there, all sorted. Yeah, or or, or, or there could be like a Luigi statue you chuck your cappy on. Mm. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. I. I know what you're saying. It's. It's. Yeah. I, I. There's. There's so much. So much stuff that can be added to this. I think. But for now, fuck me. There's. There's so much stuff that still needs to be played. So. You know. I don't know if I should be saying that at this point. I'm going to be absolutely gutted when I've got everything. I think it's going to take a while. Right? I think. It's going to take a while. I think. I think I will. I think I'll do that. Yeah, I definitely think I'll do that. Have they even confirmed uh, how many moons are even in the game? No, well, there's unlimited, isn't there? Because you can buy them from the shops. Yeah. Oh, is there? Okay, so there isn't like... Yeah. I thought at a certain point they just won't sell anymore. No, there's lists There's lists on every map that you need to collect. Um, there's also achievements. Have you... Yeah. yeah. You check yeah. the achievements. That bit was hilarious because once you complete the game and you go and collect your achievements, it is literally you've got about 50 achievements to collect. It's weird how it does that stuff. Probably should have introduced that character right at the start so you could go and check it out every now and then. But uh, yeah, man, good game. Very good game. Very good good game. game. Right, okay, that's it, isn't it? Should we do some do some questions and we got, Yeah, we've got some emails and we've got some tweets. Um, oh, good. Oh, good. You bothered to... Get in touch this week. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. The first one's from John. He says, hello. Uh, this is another one about loot boxes. So it says, in my opinion, loot boxes and any in-game microtransactions are a disgrace and should be removed from gaming. They are insidious and take advantage of people with addictive personalities as well as the pay-to-win crowd. Gaming in itself is an addictive hobby, so introducing a way of tempting gamers to gamble, stroke, uh, spend money to progress, level up is an evil in my opinion and goes against the core philosophies and mechanics of what makes a great game. Apologies for the rant, and that's from John. Kind of a great, it's hard to disagree with that, isn't it? Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, as I said, like with loot boxes, for me, it was mainly the stuff that you earn with in-game currency yeah. uh, that, that I had no problem with and quite enjoyed. Uh, it's That's that's the balance, How? it's getting that balance. Like, if people want to buy them instead of working on the game and getting in-game currency, then then I, I have no problem with that. Uh, what becomes annoying is it, if it is just microtransactions and not being unlocked within the game. It's, or it's, if me, the game is wildly uh, yeah. focusing on making the player... 
uh, grind and grind and grind to unlock them or just pay a couple of quid and get it now that i i'm i have a problem with but it's yeah for me it's for it's the game design has, has been changed to make it boring to play unless you spend money and that's that's like the worst thing i mean yep i mean that's like i mean with mario odyssey with all these costumes can you imagine if that had been like loot crates what that would have been like would you have been well, bothered it depends. by that as i say again it depends how it was implemented when you say loot crates it's it's kind of a um I don't know. Loot crates has now been replaced for microtransactions. If this game was full of microtransactions, I'd have a problem with it. Um, if it was full of loot crates that you earn by collecting coins, then yeah. I wouldn't have had a problem with it because yeah, that could have been a fun mechanic. If it was by collecting coins in game, that's fine. But if it was with buying loot crates, I wouldn't have been happy about that. In fact, actually, that might have been better than just the shop thing. Mm-hmm. Like to to, to for, you know for a character to have loot crates that you buy for in-game currency, so those coins and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what's coming out of it. You, you don't know what's in the game. I like that idea. I think that's cool. Um, but yeah, just just outright whacking microtransactions in, that's a different kettle of fish. Yeah. And uh, I totally agree with you. Okay, next we've got... Um, uh, hi, gents. I've been listening to the show from the start, and before that, Joypod from David and uh, Egg's appearance on the GameSpot UK podcast which I proudly managed to contribute the idea of Michael's hate seller and the Joypod logo redesign that David really, yeah. liked, that David really liked, but no one else did. Uh, th- really? Apparently. Which one? Was that, I think that was the red one, right? With the three faces. I thought it was great. Thank you for the years of podcasts. Okay. Anyway. No problem. My question is, what should I buy? A PlayStation 4 Pro or a Nintendo Switch? Some context and thoughts. I own an Xbox One and a high-end gaming PC. I have a 4K TV. My girlfriend... Is this Matt? Matt, have you written in? Um, keep, keep reading. <laughs> My girlfriend owns a <laughs> PS4 and plays Overwatch. No. Oh, okay, maybe not you. Which I play on PC. So if I had a PS4, we could play together during the weekend, week when we can't see each other. We live in an, an hour and 15 minutes away. So we only see each other on the weekend at the moment. Zelda and Mario both look amazing. I live 10 minutes walk from work, so I don't have a commute to play the Switch on. Uh, whatever I will get purchased around the end of February. I'll probably get both eventually, but uh, whatever I don't get now, we'll have to wait another year and a year and a half. I'll be happy with either, but I'm struggling to pick out of the two. Uh, and that's from Dean. So, Dean, the, the idea is that you, you'd you like to get a second PS4. You, did, did he say he owned a no, PS4? No, he's got an Xbox it's, One. It's, yeah, he wants to either buy a PS4 Pro or a Switch. His girlfriend knows his, his girlfriend owns a PS4. He's got an Xbox One and a high-end gaming PC. Right, okay, okay, okay. Um, the answer is buy a Switch. That's really... Di- but go on. Is it, though? Uh, I don't know. I mean, from, from actually, from reading this, it kind of indicates that he wants to buy a PS4 Pro. Like, yeah. it, it lo- that's what it looks like. Yeah, because he wants to play with his girlfriend when they're not yeah. together. Yeah. And, he, and he doesn't commute, so he doesn't. he's not going to play it on the way to and from work. He's got 4K TV already. Um, yeah, I'd probably... It's, it's pretty... I'd probably go for that. The others can wait, maybe. <clears throat> Buy a PS4 Pro, probably sell your Xbox One, put that money towards a Switch. That, that's that's <laughs> a better idea. That's, that's... Yeah. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like the way to go. Okay, next we've got uh, Hi all. With the launch of the Xbox One X approaching, the Discord has been discussing the price and if we'll see it drop in 2018, with some saying that it could be, it could be as low as 300 by uh, next E3. 
Personally, I think this is insane, and there's no way it'll be that cheap in 2018. Is there any chance it could be dropped so low it turns out to be a failure and doesn't sell? What do you guys think? Uh, it's not going to get £150 off in less than a year. No chance. Microsoft themselves have said, um, and they know, like, this isn't going to be their big seller. The S is their big seller. The S is a cheap Xbox that plays all the games. This is for the people who buy, like, elite pads and the people who want to spend money for the best frame rates and, and resolutions and whatnot. They know this is only for like, a small part of their audience. They're obviously hoping more people, you know, stump up the money and, and, and get involved in this 4K HDR gaming, but they know that if people want a cheap Xbox, they can get the S for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not, and people expecting, like, price drops just straight away. Like, I think the Ambassador program did this. Like, they think, okay, well, mm. I'll just wait six months, and I'm, they're definitely going to drop the price, because how could they be selling it at 450 I know it's, like, 100 But there has been... Hmm? There's been a precedent, though, isn't there, like, over the years of this, like, where things have had, like, steep discounts. Like the N64 had like a big discount, didn't it? And you know, I think didn't the uh, the Dreamcast got? I mean, obviously for reasons, but that got slashed in price like pretty quickly as well. Yeah, but what Matt's saying is that now you can, if you want to get on the Xbox uh, scene, then yeah, you've you got a two hundred pound option, and you've got five hundred fifty pound option. Four fifty. Then yeah, uh, sorry, four fifty option. Um, so yeah, it's a different scenario. I well, can't see the price dropping at, at all. Well, at least for a year. Yeah, well, it's like we got we got another question about whether the the switch is going to get a price drop before Christmas. That is, I mean, like, no that's chance. In, that's insane. That's never going to happen. No, it's, it's selling. No, it's selling out. really well. Like, why would you cut the price? I, I know it wasn't it's, part of the news, but they they, they um, have sold how many have sold out like seven million so far, and they said that they're probably on track to sell between fourteen. It's just yeah, it's just under eight million. Yeah, so it doesn't like, So they're on they're on track. They think if things keep on as they are to sell between yeah god it's gonna yeah, fly off 14 the shelves, 17 um, million within a year which is more than the wii u's lifestyle life cycle yeah. um, it's gonna fly off the shelves and if you haven't got kids as well you don't know the amount of money they're putting into marketing on kids yeah, channels it's absolutely true it's fucking it, like every break there's a there's a nintendo um advert on it's not amazing like going from the wii u yeah. to this it's like they've had such an incredible year with, you know, obviously Zelda, Mario, I mean, Splatoon 2 was fantastic, ARMS, Mario Kart, and, you know, this going absolute gangbusters, it's, uh, yeah, it's so good. See, ne- next next year is going to be fascinating to see how they sustain this, because there's been so many good things that have come out this year for it, and it's like... Yeah, because, like, what's the next big Nintendo game for Switch? you got, I mean, maybe Smash Brothers, that's probably going to get announced at Smash Yeah, but that's not even announced. Like, yeah. what I'm saying is that, you oh, know, well, I mean, Metroid's early next year, is anything coming out? Yeah, but, yeah, but no you know, you've had you've had Yoshi and Kirby are coming, but what's the next big Nintendo title Over for Switch F-Zero before March? Is that Again, Night they haven't announced it. If they announce it, it won't be 2018. I wouldn't have thought. Mm, yeah. All right, okay, okay. Uh, we've got uh, next one is it says uh, so with Doctor Farley hitting the point on Beyond Two Souls with the homeless section. It's no spoiler for him to presume it will be a mediocre and utterly unthoughtful chapter of the game, taking David Cage and Farley's political beliefs into account. What are my political beliefs? I'd like to know what, because they're probably not what you think. Uh, I was thinking, can any of you... <laughs> no, because, you know, after that, it, it went badly, that stream. It, it was I poorly explained to me. Anyway, I was thinking, can any of you guys think of particular levels or chapters in a great game that either lowers the tone or is handled poorly? 
My example would be the chapter in Shadows of the Damned where your gun turns into a big boner and you shoot baddies from your crotch. And uh, that's from Oodles. Huh. Um, where a game takes a complete tonal shift. Yeah. Um, there are, there are games that, that, that yeah, I mean, I've played loads of games where you just kind of think, what? Why is this happening? Heavy Rain had tonal shifts all over the place and it was very it funny for it. It was, uh, yeah. It, <laughs> It did, and Beyond Two Souls, obviously yeah. the uh, the party scene. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I mean, this is the I, I remember being weirded out by uh, Kane and Lynch too. I'm thinking because there was like a, that whole sort of you know diehard esque action men running around doing this thing, and then there was like that just really fucked up torture scene in the middle of it, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Why is this happening? Um, yeah, I've played, there are a bunch of games that do There's that. There's also, I thought, uh, um, tre- the, the, the torture scene, uh, with Trevor in GTA 5, I thought that was like randomly super serious and like, that felt out of character as well. Even, I know Trevor's like a crazy one, but that just felt a bit too far for me. Do you remember the one? There well, was a worse, just, there was a worse just, moment than that. Hadn't he just done a murder before that? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, then, that was the yeah, one that got me. Yeah. Well, I think it was probably both of those actually. It just felt, it just felt, that felt a bit too much. I don't know. The, 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 well, what, what was weird? Like, we knew Trevor was crazy and all this sort of shit. But there was a scene in the game where there was a dude and his girlfriend and he was basically using the dude, uh, for his apartment. And, um, his girlfriend was annoying and she come back and had a go at everyone, you know, like, what the fuck are you doing in here? What, blah, 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 what's going on? And then he just murders them and walks out. And I was kind of like, what? That was weird. Wait, I mean, I know he's a fucking psychopath and stuff, but yeah, that just seemed like really I strange. I just thought the, the torture on particular suddenly got like serious weird rather than like uh, being crazy. I don't know. I, that, that weirded me out. That's an example. That is one. Yep. Hi guys, I Hi. hope you've all been enjoying Mario Odyssey as I have this week. I'm sure I've just heard you praise it during your podcast, but I wanted to mention one thing, the music. Having played Mario games for over 25 years, I thought I'd heard every type of music that you could use, but upon entering the Wooded Kingdom, I was blown away by the music. It was so different and cool. I loved it. What stands out for you guys musically in Odyssey? Uh, just wondered as I'm loving it so much. Thanks and keep up the good work. That's James McCall. The store music is incredible. Mm-hmm. Fucking love it so much. Like, uh, it, it's, it changes, um, but the first time you hear it, you know, in the Sand Kingdom or whatever, is just so good. Um, the sort of little platformy area bits after the, the credits, uh, that's got some sort of really, I don't know how to describe it, I guess a bit old schoolies type Mario music that is really, really well done. Yeah. Uh, love it. Uh, and also there was this one level, what's the one with the, Guitar. It's got like a guitar in it. Oh man, I'm gonna. That's gonna do my nothing. Let me try and find it. I'll see if I, I mean, can find it. Go I, I, I mostly play just listen to podcasts, so I haven't really heard. I was, I was gonna say, Matt, um, have you have you listened oh, you to fucking music? Kidding I'm me. joking. Um, my favorite music was when he says "Wood of Kingdom." It might be my favorite. So you know the, the ones with the, your you play the you can turn to little guys and they, you can make their legs go really, really long. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think it's all like overgrown. I think it must be the woody section. The music in that is bloody fantastic. I yeah. can't remember how it goes now, but my God, I love the music in that level so much. 
Oh man, I've got to try and find it. Well, you're saying it was what? Well, it, I think it's the same one as, as oh, James has emailed in, but it's a level where it's 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 it, you start off in this forest, this wood, there's lots of overgrown areas, and you play as a lot of those, those little guys. We can make their legs grow really, really tall, and you can sort of like. I, I love it when you, when you right. make those guys as tall as possible and sort of pop over to the next platform. It's well satisfying. I think it's this one. I think it's this one. Um, and I don't know if you'll be able to hear it because, you know, um, once it goes weird, but this one. Yes. That's the one. I remember hearing it. Oh, my God. Right. So that's called uh, Steam Gardens. Yeah, yeah that, oh, that's so, the one, yeah. Uh, it's, th- that music in that is so yeah. good. It's so it's good. It's the best in best in the game i think the yeah, music's just so good it's weird as well how it's not like with mario games the music is usually just layered over the top now mm-hmm. it there are areas where it just drops off and then you hear the environment and stuff and then it comes back in in certain bits of the, yeah it changes a lot yeah there are some yeah it's not constantly playing throughout a level this time mm-hmm. uh, i like that i like that makes you appreciate it when it when it does crop up Okay, next we've got... Uh, <gasps> what? Sorry, I was having a coughing. That's just what you do. I was having Go. a coughing <gasps> issue, but yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, good evening, gents. I hope this finds you all well. I won't be asking you a Mario question, so instead, now that Matt has retired from streaming, what else do you have planned for Dr. Farley after he has finished with his most recent Cage masterpiece? On a serial- Matt, what the fuck? Last, last week you were going, yeah, yeah, I'll get back to streaming. Why are we playing Mario? What is going on? You will stream it. I, I really stream wanted to see something. you stream <laughs> no, playing Mario. No, I, I said I'm, I'm too scared to post pictures on Twitter. I'm saying I'm going to be streaming it. But, well, people won't watch it if they don't. Yeah, like, if they're worried about spoilers yeah. and shit. I, I just be enjoying playing games without the need to um, show other people them. But I, but Matt, you nearly had a mental breakdown about setting up well, you your know, streaming. Like, I got things set up and I'm going to install the screen. green wall. Like, yeah. Look, I, I, I do want to do it. I've just been very busy. You said that for three uh, it's, weeks. It's been a busy three weeks. What can I say? Get streaming. That's what you need to say. I'm going to be streaming this week, guys. I'm not with streaming this week. I'm away for a few days. Oh, fucking hell. I'll try and do some streaming. Yeah, it won't look as fancy as Matt's. I know. Well, I'm going to be back on Beyond again this week at some point. The, 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 but... Here's the other thing. You spent months going, oh, everyone subscribe, everyone subscribe, and now you're giving them nothing. Well, no, but James has given them some stuff. It's not about me. I, was, I wasn't a star. James is doing his bit. Okay. I do want to get back to says, it. Then he says, on a serious note, I missed the third Beyond stream, so I checked the highlights, top class as always. However, I do prefer to see the whole thing, if not as it happens at some point later on Twitch. The third episode was not on Twitch for some reason when I went to check it out. Would it be Would it be at all possible to put up the full recording in future on YouTube unedited? However, that would be, hopefully that would not be too much hassle. You guys are great and are always great with the content, even if it is last-minute games thrown in. I enjoyed it. This is actually feedback, I guess, and not a new question. Give up the good times, and that's from Bino. It says, P.S., can you read all of this out, James, verbatim? Thank you, James, you're a good man. Well, I did. I read the whole thing. Bino's the boy as well. He's well funny in the chat. Um, I, uh, why why isn't the full stream up on Twitch, I don't Matt? know. It should Have be. I haven't around? checked it, but it, there's no reason why it shouldn't be. I thought it just automatically archived them for a while. Yeah, it does. So yeah, it should well, be. It's, I, it's saved some, but not others. I have to check. Um, I, but, but it was definitely there at one point, because that's how I downloaded it. Yeah, I have to check. Maybe some and I certainly didn't delete it. it. But yeah, I'll check. But it, there's no reason why it won't be up there. Tweets. Read the room. I've been doing that the whole time. I've done quite well. You have, and now you and now you fucked it. 
I know, but because now we're moving on to tweets. Yeah. So we can do okay. that. Okay. Yeah. So on. So, we, so, we so now we move on to tweets. <laughs> we have like a 30 second break. Mad. So we can so do that now. <laughs> so now we do tweets now. <laughs> okay, go on. Do you want to do tweets now or not? I want to do tweets now, yeah. Andre Gertwin <laughs> says, Would you buy so, a so, Luigi can you Odyssey? That name again? I can't yeah, yeah, pronounce can that again. Please, I'm just Andre Gushwind. That's what it looks like. <laughs> Sorry, James, are you casting a spell? <laughs> go on, let's go. Would <laughs> you Would you buy a Luigi Odyssey expansion pack that adds a few yes. kingdoms, including a haunted yes. kingdom with Luigi's mansion? Yeah, we just talked about that. Yes. So yes. Next question. I Gary mean, well, we already talked about it. James basically used that as one of his ideas. So. I did, yeah. No, yeah, yeah I stole yeah. it. Anyway. Uh, and that was tweeted in by at Glixel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're gone now. It's it's terrible. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Gary Dutton says, uh, which podcast member would you possess with your magic hat and what prank would you play on them? For example, possess Farley and make him buy that bloodied female torso from the Dead Island PR campaign, then unpossess him in front of his wife to explain himself. No. That's very specific. You'd possess, yeah. you'd possess Farley, take all your clothes off, Go to univers- the university he works in, and then unpossess him, and just see what <laughs> see how he copes with that. <laughs> Strut in to in front of all the students, just unpossess him, press the ZR, and then, <laughs> and then run off. <laughs> that's uh, that's how I'd do that. I would possess Dave, <laughs> also strip his clothes off, and make him run up and down the touchline um, at a football match because he thinks that's fine. Yeah, I'll be up for that. Although the whole point, Matt, was that I'd be invisible. So it's not the same thing. Can't compare it. That just reminds me, actually. I don't know if you saw my tweet, but a hilarious moment happened with Harry today, uh, this weekend, where he was playing Mario Odyssey on the Pro Controller. And he said, how do I turn back into Mario? Because he chucks his hat on the frog. And I went, oh, ZR? And he, he said, which one's that? And I went, up on the top there. And he pointed at R. And I went, no, below it. And then he blew on the R button. Oh. <laughs> that was that was a little funny story, just in case you missed that classic tweet. James, who would you possess? Uh, I possess Matt, and then I'd commit a whole bunch of like social media faux pas. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh. I got a better idea. I'd possess Matt, sell my iPhone X or iPhone ten, and buy like a really shit Android. <laughs> And then tweet, tweet loads of that. pictures of it and just be like, yeah, this is, this is my new my new gear. This is my oh, new phone now. Yeah. <laughs> Don't. Let's not joke about it. Okay, Sean Thomas says, uh, do you think that if Switch didn't exist, both this and Breath of the Wild had been Wii U exclusives, they'd be flying off the shelves right now? No. no. Well, they no, because no one had a Wii U. That's right, and uh, it wouldn't have made people buy it either. Is, I still yeah, think, a big part of success is... But yeah, if Switch turned around and these games were on Wii U, they'll still be... Getting amazing reviews, but Wii U just wasn't a sales success, was it? No. It's a shame. Luke Cage says, uh, Odyssey is my first Mario game and I'm loving it. What gaming series have you been late to the party on? Uh, did it feel like you'd missed out? So for me, obviously, it's the Yakuza series. and I've got into it now, but yeah, I, I could have got into that a lot earlier. I mean, I wasn't too late, but Mass Effect. I... D- I, I... I, I don't know what I was thinking not playing that originally. Um, I wasn't a massive fan of the first one, but Jesus, I should have played that and not just written it off as some sort of shitty RPG thing. Um, it's not that. It's good. I can't think of a series, but I, I didn't play Crackdown, the original Crackdown when it came out, and then when I had my 360, I got Crackdown 2, and I was okay, but obviously 
everyone said there wasn't a patch in the first one. I would have said probably for you, Matt. The Super Mario games (laughs) (laughs) might have been on the top of that list. (laughs) You didn't. You played one on the Game Boy. (laughs) That doesn't count. And 64 and Sunshine and the others. All right. Okay. You didn't play the Wii U ones because they they were good. Anyway. Ooh. All right. (laughs) You are. <laughs> <laughs> you did play the, one of the best ones. It's like 3D World. It's fantastic. Anyway, yeah, 3D World is the one of the best. Rich Spurs says, um, now that John Denton has found a Matt Murray Halloween outfit, we, that was amazing, uh, what would James and David's Halloween outfits contain? Oh, people would just go, oh, football hooligan for me. And they think they're funny because they don't understand that being a football hooligan's more, more than that. Tattoos and everything, isn't it, Dave? You've got like a whole thing to do. Yeah, I got got my meal tattoo, mate. I'm I'm marked. I've done my I've done my business. (laughs) You've done your business. I've done my business. You've done his business, everyone. (laughs) We're doing a tweet now. (laughs) What? What? Um. What would James be? What would his costume be? Just like some professor. No. Because he's not, he don't seem like a professor, does he? <laughs> Thanks, though. Some, some of the f- Victor Meldrew costume. That'd be all <laughs> right, yeah. Beloved. I'd, be, I'd be happy with that. Be fine. <laughs> okay. okay, Prod Charger says, uh, lads, I'm not one to complain about plot lines, but Matt's midlife crisis and learning to Ollie seems to have been dropped. Disappointed. That's a fucking good point. Yeah. How's the midlife crisis going, Matt? Uh, it has calmed down. I mean, uh, I didn't get a tattoo. Um... Not that I haven't thought about it like a lot, and not that I haven't got like Instagram albums full of the stuff I'd like to get, but I haven't got a tattoo yet. I think, generally, I think the midlife crisis has calmed down. I mean, shaved my head, got my sea glasses, grew a beard. Um, I feel like I'm easing back into regular life. Um, See, I thought you had got the tattoo because did you? I mean, you saw that painting that I saw down down in the town where I live. Yeah, which looked, I mean, which looked like you were playing cards with some villains. It was, yeah. it was amazing. Oh God, that was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I do sort of want to, but then all the other things I've sort of done, which is semi midlife crisis, I can fix those or stop going on a skateboard, etc. But you can't just get rid of a tattoo. And I don't know, you know. But um, no, midlife crisis is calming down. The ollieing, it's winter, so I'm not, I'm not doing it now. Um, uh, but maybe in the summer. When you say villains, James, do yeah. you mean the working class? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Matt. What is the? Have you got any ideas that you had for a tattoo that you now think? Oh, thank God, I didn't go through with that. Um, no, because I, I knew I wanted. To, I, I want to get a black and white one, and but loads of the things I've got in my Instagram albums are all all over. They're all just random designs. I mean, no, nothing, nothing. I never got specific enough. I never, never think about. Never, didn't really think about it that much. See, Matt, uh, I would pay for you to have a tattoo of a skateboard with Ollie written above the top of it. Yeah, just just on you somewhere. That's exactly the reason why I think I'll probably never get a tattoo, just in case I got something that stupid. <laughs> Ollie for life. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you, have you been watching just the two of us? No, no. but what is that? Is that when? Oh, no, what is it? It's the bear show. You're not. You're not. You must have seen reaction videos of it. Nah, it's no. been all over the place. Um, so it's about two friends are challenged to design a tattoo for each other and they're usually horrific um and yeah it's the new golden balls the show is absolutely appalling but what channel the reaction on? uh more four i think something like that 
Oh no, it's on MTV. It's an MTV it show. Sound like a more four program. Okay, I'm yeah, right. no, it's MTV. Um, it's yeah, it's they, they basically two friends. They design the tattoo for each other. They have to get it. They don't know what they're getting until the tattoo's done, and then they reveal. There's one I saw where a friend had tattooed a healthy pair of lungs and a smoker's lungs and no smoking written underneath it. I got it because I really want you to quit smoking. And they're going, fine, but this is on me for the rest of my life. (laughs) One of the best ones is that the guy takes his glasses off and finds that his mate had designed a tattoo, which was a picture of himself, right? So the friend bent over (laughs) on his belly with his nutsack hanging down and his belly button was his anus. <laughs> and he's and he's looking back at the like it's Matt, it's incredible. Well, but so all you have to can, do is watch where the are reveals. They, can they be like on Tom's chest? Anywhere. Or? Anywhere. There was one, it was two women doing it, and one of them got designed a tattoo for their friend, which was a hand pulling out a blooded tampon just tattooed inside the leg. What? It was oh. Okay. Matt, you got to see it's insane. I think you two need to go on the show. Oh, God. Well, what no, would yeah, you design? So, okay, right, uh, I've got a question. What, what tattoo, James, would you... Well, what tattoo would you each design for each other? I've got one for James straight away. I have no idea what I'd do for you, David. I'd have to think about it. What, I would... What would you um, do for me? I would do about Sonic... No, that would be... It would be Sonic and that'd... then Sonic for Life written oh, yeah, across no, yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, one is like, gotta run fast. We would have like a yeah. really shit bit, really shit, like cartoon, really shit version yeah. of Sonic. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, if, if I was choosing the tattoo for Matt, it'd just be the Mill Lion on Fuck his off. chest. Um, if I got one for James, it'll be a picture of David Cage on your chest. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's Blake. Actually, Blake. I was thinking about I was thinking about that for Matt, <laughs> and it would probably asshole. be Ben. It would probably be Ben for Matt. Oh. Just a picture of Ben from The Walking Dead <laughs> season <Ben>. one. <laughs> yeah, black and white. James, you got no imagination, no? No, not the moment. Good. Okay, uh, Louis Belfort says uh, just finished Resident Evil Seven and really liked it, but kind of wished I played it in VR. Has Matt played it in VR? If not, I think he'd enjoy it. Um, you wouldn't, would you, Matt? Because you hate that kind well, of thing. Well, yeah, I, I, I played a demo in VR, and I it, that was like you can do the whole demo in fifteen minutes. It took me four evenings because uh, I kept on take the headset off because it was too much for me. Uh, everyone says it's amazing; it's an incredible VR experience, but uh, it, it'd be it's just a bit a little bit too intense um, for me. Uh, in all honesty, shame, but uh, yeah, it looks incredible. I'd tattoo the word slut on um <laughs> on James's knuckles. <laughs> Imagine him trying to like <laughs> point at the whiteboard. <laughs> I'd love it. I'd love it. It's horrendous. But if you've got a slot on one wrist, you need to like something else on the other one. Well, on the knuckles. Yeah, um, on the look, we're ones, not yeah. we're not tattooing me with this stuff, so we can stop talking about <laughs> well, it. Well, no, I've, I'm <laughs> filling out the application form now, so we need to workshop king. it. It would be king on the other ones, so you could put it together. It'd be a king slut. <laughs> and then we'll, what's that, Doctor Farley? That's oh, just my nickname. <laughs> <laughs> what's the origin to that? Oh, no, nah, nah, can't can't say. 
tune into MTV tonight. And that's it. James. We've got no more. We're all done. Cool. Wicked. Um, I don't, it's the uh, social media bit now. <laughs> um, follow us on Twitter. <laughs> We're at Computer Game on Twitter. Um, th- th- um, obviously, James are doing some streams, uh, and I might in in 2019. So it's twitch.tv slash the computer game show if you want to watch our streams and archives. Archive and the edited version of James's streams are on our YouTube channel. Just search us over there. Um, we'd love you to leave some reviews on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, uh, leave some reviews. That'd be fantastic. Uh, if you want to get involved in our Discord, there's loads of people talking every single day. A uh, link to Discord is twinned to the top of our Twitter account, so just go there and uh, get involved. The, in the Discord, community. the Discord chat is a genuine success. Yeah, I give you that, Matt. Yeah, there's um, a whole load of amazing uh, people in there. Even if they yeah, are they're mostly right. slagging me off, saying I'm an idiot, but <laughs> fair. That's yeah, why fair, I fair, like it. Yeah, fair. I deserve it. Um, I'd also like to say that if you have enjoyed the past month's worth of content, then uh, we have a tip jar if you'd like to show your appreciation for the show and contribute. Uh, where can they get to that, Matt? That's um, paypal.me slash the computer game show. Yeah. So, you know, give us your fucking money. <laughs> We'll catch you next week. Thanks for living it. I think we got a guest next week. I know we promised one last week, but we were unable to secure one. So next week, I think we're we're good for a guest. We'll see you then. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.